birthday. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody will be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down. When the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up. At the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup? Or disappear into the potter's ground? When the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred men you'll angels singing. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, show 271, and goddamn, we're fired up to give you guys the fantasy goo, drop the knowledge on this episode. We are going to be creating our collective tiers together, me, myself, and uh, Houdini and Stag Party are not together. We're doing this over a Zencaster. So we're trying a bunch of different new things, including some audio and all that good stuff. But we're going to have a good one for you as we go through and collectively create these tiers for you guys. Um, Houdini, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. It's uh, it's nice to finally be back and not traveling. Uh, I think I've been home about a week in the last about five weeks. So yeah, it's good getting resettled and acclimated to my surroundings. There you go. Well, glad you, uh, glad you're back. Hope you had a good time on your West coast vacation. Uh, in general, we've been doing some good stuff here at Pyro. Check out our, um, rookie dossier. We've done three videos so far. We've done one for the quarterbacks, for the, uh, running backs and for the tight ends. We will be doing next Wednesday a show on the wide receivers. Um, so make sure you're checking those out. Those are videos with myself, D-Rex, Waz. And then we're also um, sitting there uh, with um, Pyro Heartbeat. Tag party. A lot of, lot of feedback there on the hiss action if you're back. Um, so we're trying Zencaster. We've done some of these before. We tried it. We were trying to get some Skype action going, but it's all fucked up. So we're gonna clean up the, our act on uh, how we interact with these because I want to be able to do uh, these podcasts from Michigan, and I want us to be able to do these things when we're remote. So as I said on this show, we're gonna be going through for the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receiver, and the tight ends, and we're gonna kind of just talk through together and collectively come up with our tier sheet. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, buddy. 
I was going to say with all like the audio problems and stuff, and I had I I usually don't have this problem, but it is the time of year, and I got hit hard when I was in New Jersey allergy season. So you know we're just having a little audio allergy right now. You just you know it's okay. You're still going to get the good medicine. There you go. You're going to get the, we're, this podcast is like nasal next for your fantasy football teams. Um, all right, well let's get, let's just start. Where what we're going to do is we're going to go a couple tiers per position, and then move on, and then come back around. Uh, just so that we don't get do our pyro deal that we always do, and we sit there and we get stuck on one position, and then we're done with them. We're like, oh, we're an hour and a half into the show. Um, in general, I think we're gonna start with quarterbacks. You guys, let's. Who's your number one quarterback? My number one quarterback this year is Andrew Luck. Uh, quarterbacks repeating at the position is sort of a rare thing, so I'm gonna go with an up and comer who. If he plays, you know, 16 games, which coming off of some uh, injuries and a improving offensive line, I think he's got a chance to be a 5,000-yard passer with 40 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is going to be right there at my number two, though, and that's sort of a neck-and-neck race. What about you, Dean? Who's sitting there atop your quarterbacks? Uh, it's, it's definitely Aaron Rodgers at the top of the quarterbacks for me. Um I just look at the system. You look at the production that he gets out of different players every year at the wide receiver position. I also look at them as a team that's in flux with their running game. So now you got all these uh, couple, like two, three rookies that they've brought in to compete uh, for these positions. And I think that's only going to help Aaron Rodgers because, yeah, they may want to try to lean on the running game, but they're not going to hand it over so readily just to some – not super stellar like Leonard Fournette you're not bringing in there. So, um, you know, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be steady, solid, awesome once again. Cool. Well, for me, I got Tom Brady as my number one. Luck is my second. Rodgers is my third. So I think it sounds like um, either a Luck or a Rodgers should be sitting at that number one. I guess if I've got Luck as my number two, what do you guys think? Is that Luck in the one spot and then Aaron Rodgers and then – I don't know. You guys, Brady? Well, for me, I, I have luck further down. I, I actually have luck out of my top four. I have him as number five. Who else do you have ahead of him? So I have Tom Brady at number two, Drew Brees at number three, Matt Ryan at number four. Ooh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, that, that's the one I can't get behind. Uh, with, with major regression coming for this offense, he threw so many touchdown passes that were outside the lines last year, outside of his career norms. They're losing Kyle Shanahan. There's just a lot more questions with Matt Ryan, and I don't think he's in the Tier 1 discussion. I just look Matt, at that team as a, as a complete juggernaut, and the, the fact is that with Andrew Luck, look, they have Frank Gore. They, they added uh, uh, Mack at the running back position. They're trying to get more balance in their game. Uh, I, I just I – just, that there's going to be more opportunity uh, for scoring for Matt Ryan. So that's why I put him one notch above. Well, I think I, I, I've got Ryan pretty high myself. I've got him as a five, um, but I, I do kind of agree with Stags that I think he should fall outside the tier one. I just don't think he's in that upper echelon. He's upsides there. There's no question. I understand why you like him. I don't think the regression is going to be – astronomical it's a good team all those parts are still there i just don't think it was the kyle shanahan everything of anything um but 
I think in general, I, I, but I do think that Matt Ryan's in the, in the two-tier. Uh, basically, with the regression, it's not even that they're going to fall off the face of the earth. They were so far and ahead uh, of everybody in the league that it, it's bound to come back to earth. Um, you know, they had a 35% touchdown rate, which is higher than any team since the Peyton Manning-led Broncos. Well, here's the one thing I'm just going to tell you. I'm not making a major fight here. I have him as my number four, Um, you know, and it's it's more of a situation to me is that after Aaron Rodgers and and basically Tom Brady, I'm not as I'm not reaching for a quarterback if I am anyway. So I'm probably going to be waiting until like the third tier. So I I still just think that, you know, you're going to get solid production. The guy plays most every game. Uh, and again, it's, it's a, it's a team that has a lot of weapons and a lot of different ways to score. And it's only going to benefit Matt, Matt Ryan. Well, let's put in snags in the collective tier. We've got a sheet that we're actually, uh, a Google sheet that we're putting this into. So I say real time, I think, uh, I think we got to put Aaron Rodgers. Um, if you're down on luck, um, then I think it goes, it sounds like it goes Tom Brady next. Because you're you're down on luck, um, and then I think we got to go at luck at, at number three. That's cool. And then I think I think we should end the tier there. I have Drew Brees in my first tier just for historic reason. But if if we think that we should move to uh, tier two, I'm willing to do do so here, and that's where we can get. Or we keep we make a larger tier one. And we put uh, Matt Ryan and you know maybe Drew Brees in it as well, or whoever else. You you you're high on snags. I'll leave whatever I mean, you think. I, I think Drew Brees definitely belongs, but I have Matt Ryan outside of my top eight quarterbacks. I think you've got him at number eight. Like they had a historic season. They led the NFL. We know, we know, we know. We, know. we can't sit and, and lock in on Ryan. We got we, we got your point. Um, Let's move to the next tier. Well, so, yeah, well, so I think it's, then it's pretty it's pretty easy here. So then I think I agree that those top three is where we end the tier. You move to the next tier, and then you, you basically have a conversation here where you have uh, Matt Ryan, you have Drew Brees, you have uh, you know uh, Russell Wilson, you have uh, maybe it's nice. a, maybe it's maybe not Russell. Yeah, maybe I think Russell toward the end there. You got you got Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. So there's a lot of guys that are in this next tier. I think that are very similar in a lot of respect right. as far as like you know outcomes. Who do you have in this in this next? Uh, I think let's each throw out four or five guys that are in this next bundle. Uh, who who are yours, Stag Party? Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. I mean, Drew Brees is a tier one player. He's probably the only guy who's going to throw for five thousand yards. Uh, in, in a season right now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers, they're ever going to let him get that unbalanced. Uh, but his, his upside is just right there. I think he belongs in Tier 1. But if you guys don't agree, that's sort of what we're looking at. And then I've got Russell Wilson right there in Tier 2 as well. Uh, you know, once he got a little bit healthier last season, it started to come back. The numbers started to come back. Uh, and the passing game looked like it's there. They've added some pieces to this team uh, in the passing game and in the run game to be a little bit more balanced and allow them to attack the field with that sort of play action like they like to. 
So I, I think Russell Wilson's right there. That's pretty much it in a tier two. Like they're the tier one guy is like all attacking the you know fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. The tier two, you know, six, seven, eight rounds is what I'm looking for these guys. And if I'm not finding those guys, then I'm probably gonna wait a little bit, uh, like we talked about, because I don't think the guys like Derek Carr, uh, Dak Prescott belong in a tier two. Okay, and, hold and, on. You know, I, I, I got to throw Derek Carr in here, and. I do. Derek Carr is showed last year what an immense talent he was. He got hurt toward the end of the year. Uh, you know, still has ridiculous weapons. Oh, by the way, did you guys hear the rumor that Calvin Johnson's going out there to talk to them a little bit? They won't let him go. Yeah, the Lions are gonna be like piss off. Yeah. Well, listen, if the if the Raiders are playing for uh, for a title and you're gonna give uh, you know your, your your quarterback all the ultimate weapons. And uh, I mean, look now you don't have Latavius Murray there. You're gonna you've got this uh, the situation that they got at, at running back, which I, I think at this point in time it, it's still in favor uh, of what you of what you got going on here for Derek Carr. I mean, you know, Mark, Mark for Derek Carr. Um, well, I, here's what here's what let's do. Stags, let's throw Drew Brees into tier one because I agree. I have him in tier one. You have him in tier one. And I know he's high enough for you, Drew Brees, uh, for you. I just called you yeah, Houdini. He could be there. He could be in tier one, absolutely. Let's throw Drew Brees into that tier one. I agree with that. His, his history, I mean, just like it's just – he's just money in the bank. Um, so I like a car. I got to be honest. I've got a car ranked higher than I've got Wilson, and I like Wilson. But I think my tier two, and I think, you know, let's just kind of – Somewhat quickly uh, bring this into focus. There's there's going to be no consensus. Even, this is the collective tiers, not the consensus tiers. And, and just for our listeners out there, this is one of the reasons why what we do at Pyro is actually we do our own individual tiers, and then we submit them to a sheet, and it's not done. We don't do our collective tiers this way. We average out over the four people that submit them, myself, me, Stag Party, and this year we're, uh, the Archer is going to be doing them. Um, we might have a pyromaniac Mo might do in future rounds, but he's pretty busy wrapping up some school stuff. But that's kind of how we do it. And we average it out. So it's basically a formula where it's not an argument. <laughs> um, so, but I like in my tier two, it's Matt Ryan at the top at five. And I get the regression. I got Kirk Cousins. I'm sure I've got him higher than most people. I've got Derek Carr sitting there at number seven, Dak Prescott at eight, and then Russell Wilson at nine. Here's what I'll say. All those guys, you can throw them in a boggle uh, jar and roll them out, and I feel like whoever would – Russell Wilson could be at five and Matt Ryan could be at nine. It's pretty interchangeable here That me. was That was kind of my point too. You know, after you get past the um, – you know, your, your top three, after you get past Rodgers, Brady, Luck, throw them all in a bag. That, that's So – I'm not. I, I don't have any major concern. You can make an argument, and I can go. It, it, it can be swayed either way on all those guys being between five and nine, five and ten. And I think Stag Party, you probably have a Mariota in in with that bundle, or no? No, I have my tier two is small. Uh, I, I think tier two is a clear notch above. Um, the rest of the guys, was those, a lot of those guys are in my tier three, tier four. Um, so I've got guys like Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan in tier two. So th- those would be my real only three I'd consider. Derek Carr, 
Guy hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards in the league yet. We still think Marshawn Lynch is going to be a major part of their touchdown, you know, scoring part. But, you know, their offensive line is good, and they're going to be a balanced team. And even in fantasy points per game, he was just the 13th best quarterback last year. It's not like he was head and shoulders above when he was playing. That makes me believe that Derek Carr belongs you know, close to what Russell Wilson's proved and what we've seen from Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan over the last two years. I know that, and I'll let you, I'll let you speak to that. I know, and actually we talked about this uh, in our in our, on, um, our, our uh, mock draft show, um, but also you got to project, and I think Derek Carr is coming into that. He showed that he was, he was basically an MVP caliber player before he got injured and then he got really injured. Um, remember he hurt his finger before he broke his leg. So when he was before that halfway in the season, before he like broke or dislocated his pinky on his throwing hand, he was pretty much the MVP of the league. Um, maybe Ryan was right there with him, but he had injury that I think sidetracked him on a lot of those negative things you're saying. So I think we should bundle all these guys together. I don't think if you think that we should do tier two is Ryan cousins and Wilson, I'm fine with that, but I do think I do think Derek Carr, upside, foresight, foreshadowing, belongs in that zone. I, re- I really do. And the one thing I'll say with, with the touchdowns that Marshawn's going to bring to the table this year, Latavius had 12 touchdowns last year. Do I think Marshawn Lynch is going to have 12, more than 12 touchdowns this year? Absolutely not. So I think the touchdown number actually comes down this year. Uh, but I'll let you guys kind of hash it out. I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. I think we're all kind of on the same page. Um, I understand that Staggs doesn't like uh, a car. I've, I've been through this with you before. Um, so let's 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 work it out like men. All right. So I don't need to say anything. You said it all. That's where I feel about car as well. So uh, make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> now let's see. Staggs got the spreadsheet. Let's see if he throws them in his tear. I mean. <laughs> Even with the projection, like it's hard to go too much more to Derek Carr. These all these guys are all in the same sort of range to where he's more in in the back end because of, you know the lack of rushing upside you get from Derek Carr, and they're just not going to be one of these offenses that takes the full shackles off and goes Aaron Rodgers aerial assault. They're going to be a balanced offense. They spent so much money on this offensive line in order to do so. But if you guys think he's a back-end tier two guy, I'll put him there. I mean, that's that's about it. That's fine. Do so. Yeah, I think I think that's the way we got to do the show. So um, we're not going to all agree on certain things. So I think he's a bad, I think he's a middle tier two guy for me. As I said, let's put him in there. Um, I'm bumping the Prescott back, which is again the beauty thing about this is that this is my second version of tiers. You know. Could a Dak Prescott move back at some point for me anyways? Yeah, but I love that offense, and I don't know. So you got Matt Ryan in Tier 2 is going to be sitting at the 5. Then we got Russell Wilson as the 6. Kirk Cousins is the 7. I'm surprised that you guys are both kind of on board. Are you on board with Ed Houdini? Is Cousins there for you? Uh, I have Cousins a bit lower. Um, I'm not as sold on him, but, you know, as I said, I, I, I think all these guys, you can throw them in a bag, and at this point in time, I'm not going to argue with a lot of minutiae about moving a guy, you know, in the tier between 
You know, he may want to say that that car's going to be at the bottom of the tier. That's where Cousins going to be. But hey, wherever it yeah. ends, it ends. They're all they're all kind of the same guy. So I'm not I'm not that upset either way. So are we ending? Okay, cool. So are we ending it there? And then what do you guys think? I mean, that kind of went quicker than I thought on the first. Should we just stick and go tier through tier three while we're here, and then just for each position go through three tiers, or would you guys prefer to go to running back right now? You, I, usually, I thought this would take a little bit longer. I like our pace. But since we're in the position and some other guys have been kind of lingered over, what do you think? Go to three? I say let's go to three. Okay, let's go to three. And then after that, we're definitely moving to running backs tier one, and we'll go through three on that position as well. Um, nice. Okay, so our tier two. So, so far, tier one, Aaron Rodgers is our number one overall. Tom Brady's number two, Andrew Luck three, Drew Brees is number four in the tier one. Tier two is Matt Ryan. Russell Wilson is at six, Kirk Cousins at seven, and Derek Carr at eight. That finishes out our tier three. So a guy that I had um, in there uh, is a Dak Prescott. So I think he's someone I'm high on on a tier three. I know, I I think this is where Staggs is probably digging uh, uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, Who's another guy that you would like to see, Houdini, here at the top end of three? Hold on, it's Jameis Winston. I don't, you don't even have to do this. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And so it's, that I have in my tier, in this tier for me, it would have been like uh, this is where I have Dak, Jameis, uh, Kirk Cousins uh, in this tier for me. So, um, so yeah. yeah, I'm pretty much on the same way wavelength with you in my tier three. And a little bit of Tier 4 goes like this. So Tier 3 is Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger. And then Tier 4 is Derek Carr and Dak Prescott. Um, And that's pretty much those guys are all in consideration here. I'd put them all. We're talking about that blender. Now, Now you can blend these guys up any way you want in this tier. And however much you like them, that that's all fine with me. But I think the guys after that, the guys like Dalton, Rivers, Stafford, Eli, Tyrod, they all sort of belong a notch below. Okay. Uh, I Here's where I've got, and we're just going to bring it into focus afterwards. I've got on this one Dak remaining from two, so Dak's in here for me. Uh, then I've got my tier three, tenth quarterback is Mariota. Then I got Cam Newton. Then I got Phillip Rivers. Then I got Dalton. Then I got Tyrod Taylor. Then I got Winston. Um, I've got Ben Roethlisberger at 16 in, the, in my fourth tier. Um, again, you know, some years I have like like you did snags where my tier two is two guys, and then my tier three is three guys. But I just kind of feel like there's this year there's a lot more of like not heads and tails above one another where these guys are leaping off the page to distinguish uh, – such a smaller bracket of tiers. So that's my two cents on this. Um, you guys haggle out uh, what you think. I think I, what I'm seeing here is Mariota, Prescott. I think. Um, How about Cam? Yeah. Cam's an interesting guy to talk about. Yeah, do you hear this tier for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, I love the weapons they got Cam this year. I lo- I think Samuels might be more of a project, but still, even if they just send him on a on a fly pattern every. Every down, they, he just is going to take a defender with him uh, in a way that honestly I think is going to be more explosive than Ted Ginn, um, just because I think he's even he's younger and more fresh and more elite. Uh, but 
I love Cam, and then obviously the running back situation. McCaffrey, I am all in on that freaking guy. So hopefully Cam can gel and figure it out and mature and, and be happy that he's got these great players around him and he doesn't have to do it all his own and he can kind of adjust to that. I think he can. I think Cam, in all honesty, is a guy that right now is a va- will be a value pick this year because people are down on him. But Cam's probably going to end up top five this year, in my opinion. Wow. I, I I think there's there's a chance. I, I definitely like, you know, McCaffrey adds such an extra dimension to to what they can do there, uh, that, that it's gonna be really interesting to see. But I, I for for Cam to get to that level, he's gonna have to run the ball a lot. And I just don't know, you know, after we saw all the hits that he took on the way to the Super Bowl and the way that he kind of shied away from all the contact last year, you know, I, I just worry is he gonna be willing to put himself out there enough uh, to get you those extra points on the ground and touchdown points that you really need for him to be that top five quarterback. Cool. What? Uh, so how do we want this one to shake out? I'm seeing Mariota's in there, top tier three. Then we got Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. And then do you want to move on or just – I mean, off the spur in your tier three – sort of discussion who'd be remember he gets Martavis Bryant back he should have his full complement of weapons for the first time in what seems like you know forever at the beginning of the season and they added another receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster for him uh, another year of progression from a guy like Sammy Coates and Eli Rogers you know now that they're probably going to just spread it out and go three and four wide a little bit more after sort of letting go of Darius Green last week. What do you think of Ben Roethlisberger? We know he has big home road splits. But even last season, playing just 14 games, he threw for over 30 touchdowns. He was the 10th quarterback in fantasy points per game scoring. He's a hard guy to sort of you know, gauge in the overall feel. But the weapons are there for him. Dags, I know this is very hard and we're doing this, but you're, you're going high and low. Whatever's going on, like the last like the bunch of stuff you just said, it's super muffled. So go back to what you were doing. If I told you to go away from the mic, um, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I didn't change anything, so I didn't even move. <laughs> No, it goes – now you sound good. Okay, I hear you. We're working through it. I think what I'm going to do this week is buy it, and not that it matters because we had headphones and mics, but we gotta we got to do some test runs and, and have some uh, – uh, get something going. But, okay, let's keep going. And it let, is let me, Well, let me quickly speak to the Roethlisberger thing because I have Roethlisberger higher on my tiers. I have him – I mean, a higher – I have him like a number 10. So – um, I definitely think he belongs here. I like all the weapons that he has coming back. I like that everyone's questioning whether he's going to retire, uh, you know. So <laughs> uh, he still has the ultimate weapon in Le'Veon Bell, who's going to be there actually now the entire season, hopefully, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely behind what Roethlisberger can do in this offense. Cool. I, I agree. I know that I'm lower on Roethlisberger than everyone else, so I'm not expecting to try and sell anyone on it. I'm not a I'm not a Acosta Spurberger guy, which is weird because I love Martavis, I love Brown, I love all the weapons, I love everything about what he's got. But for some reason, you just look at the end, and he's always seems to be so much lower than he should be. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go on that. So okay, is this where we're gonna end this one? Um, 
Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy ending it with Roethlisberger there. So Roethlisberger would be the 13th quarterback. And again, this is one of those tiers where any way you slice it, uh, you know that's that's how it can go. But you know, with Mariota and Prescott, I think they belong in there for sure. Um, Cam Newton as well, Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger. Any way you sort of wanted to slice those guys, I could see it. I could see Roethlisberger at the top of the tier. I definitely see Cam at the top of the tier. I could see Dak at the top of the tier if they let him throw a little more. Uh, Marcus Mariota, we saw his dominant stretch at points last season. Winston, you know, he's got all the weaponry as well. So I'm pretty happy with this here. The the only guy who's sort of on the borderline of maybe is he in or is he out is uh, Philip Rivers. He's probably in. Well, I, I, I keep Rivers out and I put him top of the next tier. And the simple reason is that you know what you're going to get from Rivers. Rivers is going to give you a solid production. Um, do you think it's going to be over the top? I mean, we want to project that much with uh, Keenan Allen coming back. Um I, I I just you're going to get solid production. He's going to give you some some really nice weeks, but I don't think that you're going to get that. I think we had that swan song a couple of years ago where Rivers finished in the in the top again after being a guy who was consistently there um, in in the uh, early third of his of his career. So I think you can get you're going to get a solid pick when you get him, but I don't think that there's as much as much upside as I think there that that maybe there could be. I'm thinking the opposite. I mean, I've got Rivers just so you know ahead of Winston and Roethlisberger, but I'm willing to put him in the next next tier. That's fine. But I don't even just think so much Mike Williams, who I'm higher on, I think, than most people out there. I think he's a better player than than um, you know he's given credit for. But more so than that, just the opportunity of the Keenan Allen injury last year allowed Inman and Terrell Williams to get so many snaps and get so much opportunity. I think both of them did a great job there. So now you have literally four pretty much, I think it's probably the deepest wide receiver. It's not the best one-two punch, but I think one through four, it's probably the best wide receiver crew uh, in the league. And I'm not even mentioning Calvin, uh, 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 what, whatever, Benjamin, uh, dude, Travis Benjamin. Um, and then you got, uh, uh, what's his name, Hunter Henry, Coming into a second year where he's like the best tight end as a rookie that we can remember for a long time. Gates is still around. And then Melvin Gordon. I just think this team is just offensive weaponry. And the one thing that I've been surprised at seeing is the fact that this team is ranked pretty high in the power rankings as you go. And their offensive line, everything's kind of, for an old man, I'm feeling pretty awesome about this offense, to be honest. Yeah, I like the prospects for this offense in general. Uh, but overall, I think Melvin Gordon's a guy who did a lot of work towards the red zone last year. He was an effective red zone rusher, and that might limit his upside. And also the turnovers just killed him at points last year. He threw uh, nearly as many interceptions over the last couple of years as guys like Blake Bortles, and they were backbreakers. So that that puts him one tier below for me. So I think he will be the start of our fourth tier, and we can move on to running backs. Um, Talking about tier one running backs, I think this is a pretty clear discussion. It just all comes down to which way you want to order them. But the top three are Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and Ezekiel Elliott. 
Maybe you could even put Zeke in the top of Tier 2. But if you do that, I also think he needs to be alone in that second tier. So what? how would you order those top three? All right, well, I, I would go top two, and I would say Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson just because of the full and total game that you get. I'll agree with you that you can put Zeke then in that uh, while they are 1A and uh, 1B, I would say that Zeke is like 1G. So put him <laughs> So go ahead and stick him alone in the next tier because, uh, you know, he's got a lot to live up to as well with all the touchdowns that he was scoring. And he really needs to be able to add in uh, the ability to add more punches a receiver this year in order for him to be in, in the tier with those two guys that I have up, front, up top. And I'll take Le'Veon just because he's – I know David Johnson's going to do it all as well. But on the other side, it's it really is – Pick a poison, and it's a good poison either which way you go. My tiers are Le'Veon, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson. They're, if to be honest, for the, this year, I feel happy to have the one, two, or three pick. I think they're all they're all they've got as much upside and downside, injury, non-injury, catching versus touchdown. It's it, They're all kind of in that same bracket for me. So whatever you guys feel on that first one, but I definitely think Tier 1 should need to involve all three of those cats. Yeah, I would have it Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, all in the same tier, just because this is one where, you know, the clear break between Ezekiel Elliott and the next guy, whether it's LaShawn McCoy or, you know, DeMarco Murray, Devonta Freeman, you know, any of these guys who are going to be in the next tier or two, I think there's a clear break between Ezekiel Elliott and those guys. So that would wrap up my tier one. Uh, you know, talking about those guys going into tier two, uh, my tier two is probably just going to be two players. And then my tier two is LaShawn McCoy and Melvin Gordon. Then my tier three is DeMarco Murray, Devonta Freeman, Jordan Howard, and Jay Ajayi. So how do you sort of see the second tier shaking out and then maybe moving into the third a little bit if we need? Well, I'll say that uh, I think it's going to be pretty easy because I think we've got an agreement here. Um, I would go Melvin Gordon as, as my number four, so top of the second tier. Uh, then go... Uh, for me, Devonta Freeman and then LaShawn McCoy. Um, and then I have uh, Lamar Miller uh, to close out that tier. And then I then I move into kind of ex- almost exactly where you are with DeMarco Murray, uh, Jordan Howard area. For me, I've got my tier two is LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, then Devonta Freeman, DeMarco Murray, and Jordan Howard. So I've got five guys in there. But I'm fine, Stags. If, if, if you know, you could convince me that maybe, in all honesty, I, I kind of I'm talking through this is great. I kind of agree with you, and that that doesn't mean to do it because uh, Houdini's got some guys too. But I kind of agree with you. Not even looking at this, and this is why it's beautiful to do tiers and why we do mocks and why we talk through this. And one another reason, with your help, one of the reasons why I kick ass and win championships. I kind of agree that Melvin, that McCoy and Melvin Gordon probably should be in a tier above Freeman, Murray, and Howard. So I kind of agree with you, Stags, um, as you point that out. So I'm down with that tier two. If you want to put someone else in there like Devonta, because it seems like Houdini's got um, him a bit higher um, than Gordon, right? 
or McCoy? No, no uh, I had I have Gordon as my number is my number four. So I, I'm 100 percent on board with with what you guys are saying with uh, Gordon and Lashawn being in their own. I I had Devonta one ahead, but that's that's totally fine. You can put Devonta at the top of the next tier. It's totally fine. Yeah, cool. So, up to you, Stags. I think we'll go with that. It's not going to look the greatest. It'll happen. Um, but Devonta Freeman. And then the next guy after, for, or let's talk about Devonta Freeman himself. Because he's one of the guys, we talk about these guys, you know, the top five guys we just mentioned. Who's their competition? Like, we know that. As soon as we get to Devonta Freeman, DeMarco Murray, you know, we're going to start talking about the other guys in their backfield. And that's one of the reasons I think, you know, with Sean McCoy, and Melvin Gordon each belong in a tier ahead of, you know, the next guys because they are maybe the only true 20, 25 touch player left who aren't going to be sharing the ball on a weekly basis. Yep. Um, okay. I, I agree. I think Freeman is a guy, and I, I agree with this, um, and Freeman is a guy that I love. If you're drafting at the beginning of – uh, or if you're in the middle or beginning of your draft, somehow because of that reason that you just explained it, not somehow, because of that reason, Freeman seems to slide back down to you. So if you've got that early zone and you're in a 10-man, 8-man, maybe not as much a 12-man, but league, you got the chance of coming back and getting one of those top three running backs and still getting Devonta Freeman. So pretty uh, – Pretty exciting, and maybe maybe your ADP and your mocks aren't aren't saying the same thing, and he's moving up and more of an early second rounder. But just knowing, I know certain people are scared to pick a Devonta Freeman because we're going to be talking pretty soon, and you're going to have a Tevin Coleman there. Uh, so good point. Um. So so. Is when you're so are we now going to be talking about like the the, the next ones the, the Demarco Murray's? Uh, yeah. So for me, at the top of this, I'll I'll put Jordan Howard there because you know you're talking about these other guys that have their their competition. The Bears did bring in a running back, but they didn't bring a running back that really scares you about anything for Jordan Howard. You know Howard needed to be a better receiver, so yeah, okay, he didn't get a ton of those yards last year anyway. Um, He's immensely productive on the ground. He is the red zone running back that that they're going to be lying, relying on. The kid that they signed is what five foot nine, one hundred and sixty seven or seventy pounds or whatever. Five foot six, bro. Don't don't try giving us short guys that much credit. <laughs> yeah, the, the joystick is a that guy's like a, a he's like one of those he's like the Todd McFarlane um, version of Eric Dickerson. You know those little like. Those little like toys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one. You you see it in the catalog. You're like, oh, it's going to be so nice, and you're like, why is it only three by five inches? <laughs> yeah, you got that on the top of one of your championship trophies, actually. Yeah, I got on two of them. I got a Jerry Rice and I got a uh, uh, Walter Payton. <laughs> don't don't, don't get me talking about Jerry Rice. Uh, all right, you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little uh, little break here. I'm gonna let you guys fill out this. Uh, this tier three, and if you guys feel like it, because we, we're kind of moving, if you want to keep going into tier four for this position, I'm fine with that. I, I think we'll be able to move on because there's a pretty clear talent break coming up here soon. So with Jordan Howard, the only concerns you sort of have are 
He was incredibly efficient his rookie season. Usually, there's been, you know, in the history of the NFL, players to rush, what, 250 times in a season for over 5.1 yards per carry. There's been, like, 20 instances of that in the NFL. And the next year, these guys all, you know, sort of regress. I mean, three of them have put up more fantasy points in the history of the NFL so I'm a little worried that Jordan Howard, you know, was too good his rookie year. And, you know, with all the other struggles of this offense and Mike Glennon and no receivers to speak of and, you know, an injured old tight end, a young big tight end from a Division, you know, two school, the question marks are there. And we talked about the goal line opportunities how many goal line opportunities are the Bears going to see? How often are they going to be deep in the red zone to score touchdowns? Overall, Jordan Howard has some problems. That that when he's going at the end of the first, I feel a little worried about it. But if you're getting him in the second rounds, which I think most of these players are second rounders right now, I'm fine with that. So Jordan Howard is going to be sort of behind DeMarco Murray and Devonta Freeman for me, but definitely in the same sort of tier. Well, I mean, I, I get everything that you're saying, and, and those are good points. But the other thing that – I mean, the Bears were the, the third – uh, they only scored more points than two teams in the league last year on average. Uh, but the thing about the wear on Howard, I'm not concerned. He really didn't even get used until like week six. It took him so long to figure out what type of a weapon that he was. Um, you know, you still have the, the strength of this line of this, of this offense is their line uh, with Cody Whitehair, with Josh Sitton, with, uh, Kyle long up the middle. So uh, a, a good place where he's able to run. So I, I still think that there's enough upside because the Bears offense was so putrid and look what he did in that offense. And so many times that they were uh, didn't even stick with Howard when he was the only thing that was working. So I, I understand the, the second year regression. I mean, you can go all the way to Adrian Peterson, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, all these guys. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying that for the guys that he's competing against, uh, DeMarco Murray, if I'm if I'm putting those two in the in the same hopper together, I'm gonna pick Jordan Howard because I'm less scared of what uh, is there behind Howard than I am about Derrick Henry. I agree with that. I agree with that as well. Even though I have DeMarco Murray in my tears right now above Jordan Howard, if I was on the clock, um, I, I, I I maybe because I had Murray in all my leagues last year, I'd rather try a new flavor. But there is. I'd go. I'd, I'd I'd vote for the upside and the ceiling. Um, whereas I think Demarco Murray, while he's not a career you'd be aware and too much of a regression guy, I don't. I think what we saw last year, he's not going to be like. Don't expect more this year, um, just because of Henry. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to expect more from Demarco Murray. I I just have major concerns about Jordan Howard because I like he's not going to rush for five point two yards per carry again. And then that means he's going to need 300-plus carries to reach those rushing numbers he was at last year. And we saw this team not be committed enough to the run game and to him to give him the ball that much. And when you're a losing team, things, you know, the Bears are going to suck. What's your incentive to overall pile it on? Well, let me make one quick point. They didn't go to him a lot, but you have to remember this is John Fox. 
John Fox does not like to give the ball to rookies. It took him a long time to give him the ball. And now John Fox is coaching for his career, so he's going to give him the ball a lot. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think I think Jordan Howard, even on all our shows over the since this uh, off season, he's a polarizing guy. Where even when I posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago, I think you'll probably remember this tag. I put all these guys in, and who's going to be the biggest? Um, fantasy bust this year is it going to be Murray is it going to be Howard is it going to be I think Melvin Gordon or uh, JHI and Howard won that one most people thought Howard was going to be the bust so he's a polarizing guy um, and I do agree with you that if it's in the first round you are worried but into the second round especially if you've got a, um, a, a running back with your first pick or even a wide receiver I don't know if you get him in the second round there's an upside. There's an intrigue to this guy. He might just be awesome, and in a great city, he might just be awesome. So let's go to one. The next guy who I think is another one of these polarizing players. Um, I think the next two guys are. I know Houdini. You had Lamar Miller higher than I think both Stags and I did. Um, but this next player that you've already got in at tier three, JHI, I think he's a player that a lot a lot of people are either all gung ho, they jumped on the train, or they jumped off the train. Yeah, I think I think with JGI, he's pretty clearly the last guy in you know tier three for me um, because he's the last sort of running back I'd want to take in the second round. Uh, we saw that when his line was healthy, he put up some dominant, dominant play, and we saw that you know they want to run more plays next season. They want to get him involved in the passing game. They're saying all the right things about J.H.I., so I'm excited about his prospects, and we've seen them go to him 25, 30 times in a game. And they're not looking, like, if they're not looking for the long term with J.H.I., like, they know he might be just a couple-year sort of filler for them, why not give this guy the ball until he pukes? And maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but... I, I overall I like his ability to run, his ability to break and miss tackles, uh, and make missed tackles. You know, it's just great. And his touchdown ability in a semi high powered offense gives me a little bit more hope than probably the guy who's gonna be at the top of the next tier for me. Yeah, so the thing is I you know I'm not as high on Lamar Miller when I put him in my initial uh, – where I had him initially ranked in my tiers because I thought that they were going to get either at worst Jay Cutler, <laughs> if not Tony Romo. I thought that there was going to be a lot more protection for him there. So I'm with you and definitely Jay Ajayi here. Also with the fact that he is able to hit those huge home run type games that, you know what, that in itself is is worth – putting him on this level. And again, I, I, I just think it's, it's a solid, solid position for him right there. You guys got any more? Yeah, I got explosion factor. I agree with you. It's a great point. Well, I'm going to do a quick and let me play some audio. If it sounds like shit, I'll never do it again, but we're doing, we've got some audio integration here on Zencaster. We got to test out the tools here in the off season so we know what we're up against. Uh, my sister makes my family very proud. Uh, she was uh, 
voted by Almaty Chamber of Commerce uh, as the best uh, sex in mouth. She is uh, a number two or three a prostitute in the country of Kazakhstan. Uh, Houdini, now I know why you have so much fun with that stuff. Yeah, and now, and now, and now do, can, I, can I be like when you guys to me? That one really, I, that, that didn't sound great. <laughs> we'll see. What, what the hell was he saying? <laughs> you don't know how it will integrate. That's why I'm testing it out. I want to hear the actual show. I'm it just, might sound like shit, and if it does, I'm sorry, audience, but there's no way for me to know unless I hear it with my own shitty ears. It's just me, the audio guy, throwing out some some un, unwarranted and un, unnecessary criticism for the hell of it. As you should. Um, we've done it enough to you, as you know. So, quick quick question uh, to go back, just because I want to get inside the mind of a stag party here. Stags, uh, Jordan Howard or Jai, who out of those two guys in your tiers do you have higher than the other? Uh, Jordan Howard by a hair, but now that I think about it, I'm I'm talking myself out of Jordan Howard a little bit as we go on. I'd rather be in the slow-paced offense of Miami to where they could give him 300, 350 carries. So I'd probably go JJ. I'm going to switch that up in my tiers as we speak. Uh, overall, yeah, that's where I'm at. Is Lamar Miller in here? Because I know Houdini had, had him high. I'm a little worried about him. Uh, but we are in tier three, and I've got Lamar Miller in my tier three. Um, but I, since we only went two in our tier two, I probably actually have him maybe in my tier four. What do you think, Houdini? You, you're, you think he belongs here, Stags? You? Well, that's where I was saying I had him higher before. I, I, I move him down now. Um, okay. I, I, I say because now you, if you figure it's going to be Deshaun Watson, um, I'm not. I think he'll get a lot of carries, but I don't think he's going to get a lot of big breaker carries like he didn't get last year as well so um i'm i'm fine with him not being in this tier he could be in the next tier and he can be twice yeah. top if it was fine i've got a few players ahead of um lamar miller personally i just like their talent situation a little bit more plus i think they've got just as much upside for carries and projectable carries as Lamar Miller. So I think those are the guys we'll talk about if we revisit Tier 4 or when we revisit Tier 4. But, yeah, J.H.I. would be the last guy in Tier 3 for me. Any objections to moving on to wide receivers? Not at all, but I think we don't add um, – oh, yeah, J.H.I. Sorry, I thought you were saying Lamar Miller. Yeah, let's move on to wide receivers. Let's do it. All right. Cool. Cool. So wide receiver, I think we're all, it's again, a three-man bundle here. All of us probably have a different setup. I think me and, I don't know, I'm just going to put mine out there and I'll let you guys kind of uh, uh, talk it through and it's all the same to me. I'd be psyched to get any of these guys. Um, Julio Jones is my one. Odell Beckham Jr. is my two. Antonio Brown is my three. They're all this. You put Antonio on, it's fine. The only reason why I put him a little lower is because Martavis comes back. And again, I know that he's probably done better with Martavis. But uh, Julio's my favorite player. Odell Beckham actually had a down year last year and what he can do. And the reason why I love Odell is because, as an owner, as an owner that plays against him, he's the, he scares me shitless more than any player in fantasy football. And I like to have that kind of guy on my team, scaring the shit out of other owners. Um, and Antonio Brown, he's more slow and steady, awesome, breaks it. But 
at some point he's got to have a bad year and uh, whatever. Well, you go ahead, Stegs. Yeah, I agree. All three of those guys, I I mean, they each had a little bit happen to them, you know, this offseason to where you can knock them a little bit. Let's see, Odell had Brandon Marshall added and Evan Ingram added. Uh, you know, Julio Jones loses Kyle Shanahan, and that offense, you know, is expected to take a couple steps back, and he's not the touchdown scorer that these other two guys are. And while you did say Antonio does play better with, um, you know, the addition of Martavis Bryant, they've also added, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and, you know, other Justin Hunter and other sort of receivers that could potentially take away a few targets. So they've all maybe come down a, a little bit from that high, high peak they were at a few years ago. But the, I still think they're all top of the the way. So how how do you guys want to order them? Well, well, D Rex told you how he had Julio and then uh, what Odell and then Antonio, and I just go Julio, Antonio, Odell. <laughs> and and I and I know all the arguments against Julio as being the number one doesn't score the touchdowns, um, you know. But Julio's also I, I like the fact of getting him this year. Because uh, two years ago he had the ridiculous breakout year, uh, and then he had the regression, the career year beware uh, season uh, this this past year. But now you you, you still I, I still see and and I understand where Stags you're probably going to have Julio as your number three, Antonio as your number one, and Odell as your number two uh, because of all the regression you're talking about in the in the Atlanta offense. I'm just with all those playmakers there. It's almost like you could have uh, you could have a three blind mice re- leading that uh, playbook, and I don't care what you call, it's going to work. So that's where I go. I, I think I like the three blind mice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think with how this goes is I actually have Odell one, Antonio two, and uh, Julio three. So it's going to create a virtual three-way tie, potentially. I'm going to have to do the math here um, to figure it out. Julio wins by virtue of two first-place votes. Yeah, I don't know if that's the way that works. (laughs) But all right, I can agree with that for now. It kind of is the way it would work in this situation with three of us. But, um, yeah, I think it's Julio. Then it's – you had Odell. Then it's Odell. No, it's Antonio. Everyone had Antonio second. No, I had him third. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Then, yeah. And then Odell. Then Odell. Then Antonio. And again, listeners. Oh, this is, I definitely this- don't like, as a collective, seeing Antonio at three is a little painful after the seasons he's put up in the last couple of years. I think the beauty here is that we, we think they're all, the, they're all the same. It's whatever flavor you like to each his own. We, we, we promote on Pyro more than anything else. Hey, if you have your guys, go for them. I've been drafting Julio super high for ages. He's my favorite player in the league. Sometimes he gets a broken foot or list Frank or whatever the hell it is, and it sucks balls, and other times he's uh, ungodly. And so just I think they're all the same player, to be honest. It's just we'll see, we'll see who comes out at top. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I yeah, absolutely. I strongly agree. So let's move on to tier two. I like the way you guys both we were putting our mutes on afterwards. Both of you guys were talking like, I agree, I agree. No, no sound, whatever. Unmute. 
I was trying to do this shit. Like I was trying to use the change the Google Doc in a different, you know, tab so that I have to tab over to unmute. It's not as easy as it sounds. Well, I know what you're saying, Stag Party. A funny story the other day when we were recording the running backs rookie dossier video, me heartbeat and was mentioned earlier in the show. Basically, I was juggling around a bunch of windows. I've got my monitor and I've got my laptop. Like a dipshit, I closed the window because an ad was going on, but it was in the YouTube Live uh, uh, screen, and so I closed it. Thank God YouTube Live still allows the show to keep going because the other two guys are on it, but I thought I screwed it all up. But I I understand what you're going through. I appreciate you doing this, uh, this doc. All right, tier two. What do you got? Let's let Houdini give um, give us his kind of tier two lay of the land. Who's the guys that you believe? Stags, you you throw yours out next, and I'll, I'll kind of come in. So, I mean, I'm I'm here with Mike Evans, uh, AJ Green, Des Bryant, T.Y. Hilton, Jordy Nelson is where I that's 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 my tier. I think all those guys are definitely a step above the next and. That's the order I have them in right now. So AJ Green's been my biggest mover upper, I would say. I'm pretty close to having the same guys as you. So that's that's a good sign. I think my tier two order right now is AJ Green, Ty Hilton, Mike Evans, Des Bryant, Jordy Nelson. So one surprise in there is I have Ty Hilton higher than Mike Evans. I have T.Y. Hilton's my highest guy. So tier two for me is T.Y. Hilton at four, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, Jordy Nelson, and Des Bryant. Um, I So we're all, we all got the same guys, obviously. So is this – are we going to put all these guys in tier two? I think they kind of – I'd be happy with all of them, but I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm happiest with T.Y. and A.J. Green. Um, Mike Evans did me wonders last year. Did plenty of owners wonders last year that got him in late second, third round. Um, I just I think there's just more miles to feed there, so that's my only concern with him. And also, he was so awesome the first half of the year, but really kind of seemed to have hit a wall a bit on the second half. Well, I just want I'll talk up Mike Evans, and I think that the additions of like Deshaun Jackson helps him immensely. He needed someone to take some of the pressure off of him, and he was being asked to do too many things that are not necessarily in his game. So, um, you know, he is a good guagi guy, a go up and get it guy. Uh, you know, so I think that you're going to allow, you're going to see him not having to be the down the field, stretch the field, go up and get it guy. Let him go out and make the 20 yard, you know, a living like Calvin Johnson used to live. And I think that's what I'm, I'm seeing from Mike Evans. And I think that's where, uh, Jameis Winston has him pegged in as well, and now he's got his toy in Deshaun Jackson that he can throw the pill deep and let's let it ride. I like that. Um, we might have to change Mike Evans's character from what it is now to Mr. Guagi. Um, <laughs> uh, so my thought is with Mike Evans, like when their team was winning – they went to the run game and they went to the balance more. And that's sort of my thing with James Winston. Like if they're going to be a balanced team and Mike Evans isn't going to get, you know, 10 to 12 targets a week and he's just going to be eight or nine, that takes away a little bit of his top end value. And we saw that 
sort of live out in full sort of swing with DeAndre Hopkins last year. You know, they added more weapons. The situations are real, real parallel. So that's the only thing that scares me is he could fall off. But I do think he is one of the better touchdown makers in the league, and they realized that last season. So I, I do think he he's not going to be a three-touchdown guy like he was in his sophomore year and more like the 12-touchdown guy he's been in his first and second year. So um, definitely like Mike Evans. The rest of these guys, I think they all belong in the same tier after those three. A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans, they all, they're all at the top of the tier. Then the next two guys, we got Jordy Nelson, Des Bryant. Telling the difference between those two is a little bit tough for me. Uh, you know, I love Des Bryant and his ability to you know score touchdowns while also being a 90 catch maker. And he's not you know as old as Jordy, and he's growing with a young quarterback who's gonna you know give him some opportunities out there. So I, I think Jordy and Des belong in this tier. But who would you have ahead of the others, D-Rex? I mean, I've got Jordy right now, just because. But I like Des more. So, in all honesty, by the time, as long as both are healthy, by the time the drafts are happening, I'm gonna probably be Des because I like that Cowboys machine. I, as we talked earlier, quarterbacks. I love a Dak Prescott, and let's be honest, Des. Other than when he comes late to his uh, Jordan events and his charity things, he's got his act together. He wasn't. Um, you know, you he, he got Dak, who's kind of an alpha male himself, along with Ezekiel Elliott, where he he was under good behavior. He wasn't bitching. He wasn't being a little baby when he doesn't get a catch in the first uh, quarter. Or they don't target him. There's a new there's a new leader in town, and it's Dak Prescott. And uh, I like the way Des Bryant is falling under that spell and and, and taking a notch down because. I think that helps him because it's a long game. We've seen this with guys like Julio Jones and A.J. Green. You don't need to be a diva and bitching to do major things. A.J. Green is a guy that on a lot of occasions literally does nothing in the first half and then has huge games where Des Bryant, I think, can learn with Dak and with this juggernaut of an offense in the team that, you know what, it's not all about him, but he's still going to get his. And I think that that's going to make it so that he's going to become more consistent and not like explosion game, dud game, explosion. I think he's going to do have a couple explosion games, but he's going to be better across all the games um, with the Dak. And I, I like – so sorry to go long-winded. I would probably – I would move Dez in front of Jordy. Jordy's the best weapon with the best quarterback in a, a great offense, but – Upside youth and all the things you said, I you know I think maybe Des is Des would go above him, but again, Jordan also was the number one in standard league last year, um, and he was number one in a in a in a, in a yardage and t- uh, uh, high yardage league. He finished number one with Mike Evans number two, so he's a stud and he's returned from the injury. So whatever you think on that, it looks like you were down with putting Brian above Jordy, but again. Those two guys are interchangeable. All right, let's hit up Tier 3. I think it gets a little bit more interesting from here on at wide receiver. I'm going to name off a bunch of guys, and we can sort of go from there. 
Um, so my tier three consists of Michael Thomas, Amari uh, Cooper, Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, and Doug Baldwin. Uh, I think it's an interesting tier. I mean, I, a lot of people are arguing that, hey, maybe Michael Thomas is a tier two wide receiver, and maybe he can do more without you know, Brandon Cooks is 120 or so targets on that team. I don't know if that's true. I think Cooks helped him a lot. Um, and now we're going to see how this plays out. Uh, but Michael Thomas is a guy I think is a little overrated for me. I don't think he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. But when you get to this point as the ninth or 10th wide receiver, you know, I like him a lot more then than I like him at, as the wide receiver six, which is where he, he tends to go in ADP. Um, and that's one thing I think is a little bit interesting. The rest of the guys, we've seen their talent level, and we've seen them finish very, very high in previous seasons, and now they need a rebound. Uh, and, you know, one of the guys that's also interesting here is Sammy Watkins. You know, now that he's on a full-on contract year and going to be entering the season, you know, apparently healthy, 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 what's not to like about Watkins? Yeah, he's got a little more live dangerously to him, but I, I think he's up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing, Houdini's wife came home, so he's kissing her ass right now. He'll be off the show for the next few minutes. Um, hopefully he they get a little romper room action, welcome home, honey style. But I got Watkins down real low. Not saying he's going to creep up. Um, oh, he's back. Houdini heard all that. I, uh, I, only, I only heard the end of it. I only heard the end of it. But... Um, that's hilarious. I've got Watkins way down. I got him actually in my, as my twenty fifth wide receiver right now. I need to see him play, and that's the only thing I told you guys a month ago. Anybody that's got straggling injuries, he had he's got surgeries not too far in the in the past in the recent uh, history. Until I see him playing and everything going good, I'm I'm low on him. So, and I'm low on Michael Thomas too. He's in my end of tier four, my sixteenth. So here's what I'll say. I, you guys know, at wide receiver, I, I pride myself in taking a lot of risks, and they, they, lit the, they light the lamp some years, and they shit the bed others. It's just what I do. I take a chance on wide receivers, and they either hit it or they quit it. And it, it is what it is. So my tier three is Doug Baldwin at number nine. He's my ninth guy. DeAndre Hopkins at ten. Allen Robinson, I'm not giving up on that guy at 11, and Brandon Cooks at 12. So I could tell you my next tier just to help because there's other guys, um, and then we'll kind of yeah, pull this together. Demarius Thomas at 13, Martavis Bryant at 14, Crabtree at 15, and Michael Thomas at 16. Okay. Well, uh, listen, I'm, I'm down on Sammy Watkins, too, going back to that. He's my 25th. Wide receiver. So for me, in, in that next tier, for me, tier three, I go um, uh, Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin, Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Alshon Jeffrey. And Michael Thomas, I have uh, coming down. I have, then I have he, in my next tier, uh, Michael Crab, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, Allen Robinson, Michael Crabtree, and then Michael Thomas. 
Okay, okay. So we're gonna have a difficult time. We're gonna have a difficult time crafting this tier, but I think guys overall that should be here that we all sort of mentioned: Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Doug Baldwin. Um, those three are universal in your tier three or tier four. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Brandon, Brandon Cooks, Houdini, are you not are you not uh, high on him? Where do I got Cooks? I yeah, I'm not high on him right now. Um, I, I what's not high? I have him at number twenty two. That's not high. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Okay. Where do you that party? So Amari Cooper. I think is universal the guy who's going to be next when we sort of average it all out. Any objections to Amari Cooper, number nine? I mean, to me, I got him at 17. I I, I think Doug Baldwin, Hopkins, or Robinson are all got – yeah, I'm not, I'm not high on Amari Cooper, to be honest. Well, if you're not high on him, then, then I would say Doug Baldwin should go next. And if you want to move Amari – Two, one or two or three slots down, then that that's fine for the aggregate. I mean, I don't. we have Hopkins? I've got Doug Baldwin as number fourteen. I yeah, he finished tenth last year. That was that was a down year for scoring um, for wide receivers. I just don't know, you know, what he's getting. One hundred and twenty targets last year. How much more targets is this guy going to get? Um, and what is his upside? Because I think we've seen his upside. I the don't know. Thing, the beautiful thing, and sorry, is you don't need upside with him. He's high-end consistent. In all honesty, he's just high-end consistent. I don't think upside – there's really not much upside with him. There never has been. It's just not the way he, 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 he works, in all honesty. But he's, in standard, two years ago, he finished seventh. In uh, 2014, uh, Doug Ballin, little I guess a little lower. Um, keep going, keep going. Yeah, he's a little he's a little longer ago. Um, but I think I agree. With you. There's no upside with the guy too much. But he's if you here's what I'd say: if you like and you like him more than I do by far, Russell Wilson a lot. He's He's the guy there. I like Jimmy Graham as well, but the wide receiver situation, I mean, if you like Russell Wilson, you have to be liking Baldwin in my opinion. Well, and the one, yeah. thing, the one thing I was I want like to it. say about Baldwin too is, is that he's that guy that you like D-Rex because he's that work-hard guy. He's a guy that's had to – he wasn't just came in and was like, oh, we have a number one wide receiver. He's had to earn everything. And so and – the, and the rapport, again, I agree uh, to the second part, that he has developed a, such a rapport with Russell Wilson that he's basically his main go-to guy. I I just don't think I'd ever be comfortable with Doug Baldwin as a wide receiver one on my team. So I'm not going to rank him as a wide receiver one. Um, I agree with that. Just so you know, I agree with that. Receiver two. That, that's my opinion. So that's why I'm not going to put him ninth. Like, if I'm looking for a guy, I'd rather have Amari Cooper as my wide receiver one than have Doug Baldwin there. And, and that that's it. It's a difference of how I want to build the lineup. But uh, we'll have Doug Baldwin. I know I'm down on Cooper, so whatever you guys want to do, um, and I'm Cooper. Oh, do you have Cooper Houdini? 
So whatever you guys got, want to do. I get it. I had Cooper um, right there as, as my first guy in that tier. <laughs> okay. So Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin. Uh, that's number nine and number ten. And then we're going to look at guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson. Which of the rebound receivers do you have ahead? Or which do you like a little bit more this season? I'm liking Allen Robinson just because if you're going to have Deshaun Watson running the show there, it's going to take time for it to develop. And you got to, you know, I'd rather have a guy that knows how to, even as bad as Blake Bortles is, um, Robinson is going to get the major workload from Bortles. And I just, I'm not trusting what I'm going to get from a, a rookie quarterback. It's, it's really close for me. I do like a Hopkins more um, personally, but I get Udini, your, your take there is makes total sense. I think I'm, I'm sold on, on uh, Deshaun. I think he's going to not be amazing, but I think he's better than Osweiler and, and, and Savage. Um, so I like Hopkins, but Robinson, Robinson's right there as well. Hopkins had a better season than Robinson did last year, though. Yeah, I've got him back-to-back. I I just trust DeAndre Hopkins. I think we've seen that catch, you know, high catch rate and his ability to go up and get it. That'll translate to a young quarterback who played, you know, sort of go up and get it football with Mike Williams at points last season. So if Deshaun Watson is the QB, I think that helps, you know, DeAndre Hopkins a little bit. He's going to give him chances to make plays. Al Robinson, you know, the only thing that really fell off was that deep ball passing last year and red zone conversions. I think those are could be quick to get back. I've got them both, you know, neck and neck. I'd probably take DeAndre Hopkins over Allen Robinson uh, by a hair. And then I, I think the last guy I would put in this tier is Michael Thomas. I mean, it's Drew Brees. Like, if we both got Drew Brees at, or we've got Drew Brees as a tier one quarterback, we should probably be fairly high on Michael Thomas. Even if we don't love the guy's talent, how do we not at least see him putting up Marcus Colston numbers? Agreed. Uh, agreed. Yeah, he's in there. One last thing I'll say about um, DeAndre Hopkins that I thought was funny is remember if, if that one touchdown where he stepped out of bounds it had happened, it was like a 60-yarder, he would have been like, then he would have been like the eleventh or ninth wide receiver instead. He would have gone up into that. No, maybe it wasn't that high. It was like fourteenth. He would have been in that zone. So one play like, cost him. A lot he would have been in the Larry Fitzgerald zone. It was yeah. like an eighty-yard touchdown, fourteen points. They they pulled it back. So and I think the one thing also is Allen Robinson was playing with the same quarterback. And don't we think um, Hearns is healthy? And isn't uh, don't we think that Leonard Fournette? Uh, I don't think Leonard Fournette really helps Robinson that much because the issue last year was that Bortles has got a shitty uh, accuracy. I think I think Fournette helps. Fournette. Fournette has to help. Look, they've had no solid semblance of a running game there. They put all that money into Chris Ivory, didn't work. The drafted T.J. Yeldon High didn't work. Um, Fournette's a guy that can give them stability from the running game. That's going to cause uh, you to be able to, to potentially run better and more effective play action. And you know, Robinson is a, is he's not a, a a complete light burner. So 
giving him an extra he's a great technician so giving him an extra half a second to make a move on a guy with the play action i think it's going to only help him uh a lot more than what you're going to see how lamar miller is not really a guy that seems to help deandre all that much okay i like that i like that argument the one last thing that we'll say on that is i think some of the a lot of people are feeling like Lamar Miller might be pushed out by that rookie out of Texas. I'm spacing his uh, name right now, but um, or yeah, for Gianta. Um, anyway, all good points. And the truth is, the beautiful thing about this, and this is why this is a great show. There ain't no right at the uh, end of the season. We'll is see. there is there anybody else who belongs in this tier for you guys? Uh, you know, we mentioned Sammy Watkins. We mentioned Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas. I think those are guys who are a little bit further down for me. Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks are the only guys we could probably argue that belong in there for me. Well, so I, I think Demarius should belong in there, but at the same time, we, we all have to hurt. So let's move it. Move all those guys I think are in that next tier. Let's I think do it right makes now. More yeah, sense. And I think Crabtree belongs in there as well. Crabtree, what about Devonta Adams now? No, I'm not, not right. this next year. I, I, I can, you can maybe make an argument for me the one after that, but I'm not, I'm not, not sold for this next year. Tag party. Let's do tier four here, and I like what I like what Houdini's put there. Unless you totally disagree, um, I think that tier four, just because we kind of have it, I think Cooks, Demarius Thomas. And um, who was the other guy that we had in there? Crabtree, Sammy Watkins. If you got, if you want to put Sammy there, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I know me and you didn't have a 25, but that doesn't make it right. Uh, you're t- you're not worried about the injury, and the reason why we're low on it is because we're worried about the injury. And probably we've had him on our team the last two years, and you haven't. Yeah, I have. <laughs> you're never gonna give up on this guy. You're like you're like Broken Back Mountain. I can't quit you, man. <laughs> Let's remember the, the guys he was drafted over and considered a better prospect then. Like, hey, I, I agree, but it, it, when you're going into your fifth year. Fourth uh, year? Fourth year. I'm not worried about prospects anymore. There's a reason this guy was drafted so highly. And in his last 15 games, he has put together, what, 83 catches for 1,250 yards and 13 touchdowns from Tyrod Taylor. And now we expect him to not be so run-heavy and have to play a little bit more up-tempo, pass the ball a little bit more. Like, those things are all good. Like, we talk, we pound the table for contract year all the time, and now this guy is going to get to come out as a 25-year-old free agent, potentially? Yeah, like those are all great things. I agree, but hold on. So he's he's one of those guys that plays only for the contract. How many games? He, fifteen games out of how many games played? In his last fifteen games. I got that. How many? Over games how many seasons? Played? <laughs> like season and a half. Like over the that's last twenty games. It's not a season. It's a season and a half. That's that's it. I get it. He's amazing. If the guy plays sixteen games, I'm all in. I've been all in for the last two seasons on that. It doesn't seem to happen. He's got some issues happening. I, I want this guy to be awesome. Uh, I think he'll fall, and I'll be able to grab him in some leagues. I'll do it. 
but I'm I just I haven't seen it. I'm not going by the rivals high school rating where he got drafted. I don't give a shit about that. We've had three seasons of it. Just ain't. We're not seeing it. He's injured too much. Who else is in this tear? Uh, it was Crabtree. Um, and then you wanted Watt. You can put him in there, dude. I'm not. I'm not going to argue again. You got it. You got it. And then and then you're Watt. And then you're Watkins. I think Elshon Jeffrey needs to be in here. Oh no! No way. I'm shocked. Another guy that just. I never. understand. I understand a guy who is 100 percent playing for his contract right now. That <laughs> always hurt. Well, right, but he'll be one of these guys that's going to be the asshole that's going to play through all the injuries that he should have been playing through those first uh, three, four years in the in the league. So, I mean, yeah, I just, he played through them last year, dude. What about what about overall projectable targets in an offense that we expect to be balanced? How many targets can we really expect to go Alshon Jeffrey's way? The reason we used to like Alshon Jeffrey is because he was going to get 30% of the Bears' targets. Um, and, you know, just because there was nobody else there to take targets away, he was by far the best receiver. But now they've got, you know, Zach Ertz to contend with, all the running backs that are going to get targets. Uh, you know, they like to throw a lot to two tight end sets. They've got Torrey Smith and Jordan Matthews. Just well, hold overall projecting targets. I understand they like to use two tight end sets and all this stuff. They didn't have a number one wide receiver. They had a rookie quarterback who they were kind of not letting him, you know, just go full out. They're going to open up the playbook for him. They're going to give him the, they got the shiny new toy. Now he's going to get used. So, uh, you know, Carson Wentz was kind of eased into this thing. So they didn't want him to, to have like a, 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 a mentally breakdown type season. If, if you're trying to do too much. He's coming in. He's feeling good. They're going to open up that offense. It's going to be still, yes, maybe a more of a balanced offense, but so what? When the Bears were putting up those those numbers with Alshon when he was – they weren't a dynamic, like, top 10 offense then either. So same same diff. He's still a guy that will go up and get it, and they're going to take chances throwing him the ball. It was Jordan Matthews last year, for crying out loud. All right. I, I, I don't disagree. So how about we – Let's. I'll throw him in that tier with you. If Watkins is there, I've got I've got Jeffrey higher than Watkins. Um, so I I agree with I agree with you there. They're both the same player to me. If they play sixteen, no injuries, move them up, move them up eight spots. And I, mean, I understand as being Bear fans why we could be down on Alshon Jeffrey, but that's also an a number one rule. I don't like to draft Bear players on my team, but I like them when they leave Chicago. Yeah, and for me, it's not really a Bears thing or not. It's just it's an injury thing. So I look when Stag Party gets back, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this. He's Stag Party's going to take a leak. Um, I forget how to insert, so I'm not wait, gonna wait, do it. Wait, way to out him on that one too. <laughs> all good. We all pee. We're human. <laughs> I didn't say he had to go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> All right, so I think we should, um, in all honesty, because we're still going and this is an important position, I think we should stick with wide receiver and go into the fourth zone. Um, do you disagree? No, I, I think it's I think it's good because I, you know what this is a it's a deeper position 
uh, you, yeah. you start more of these guys anyway. So um, knowing that we're probably not going to be able to get as much coming back on the way through, I think it's we're in it right now. It's a great conversation. Let's keep it going. Cool. So for me, uh, we had Crabtree, we had Watkins. So it's Alshon Jeffrey right now. Is we're going to put here, but I think when Stags comes back, just because I can put this in. Um, we're doing. I, I know Excel how to add it. I just don't want to screw up the whole system. So Alshon Jeffrey, but I think we'll put him in the bottom of tier three. Um, but I just entered him in just so he's off the mix for me. Just so, just so it's known, my highest guy in my tiers right now is Martinez Bryant. My second highest guy on my tiers because you know we're, we're moving out of my second guy in tier five is Pierre Garcon. I like a Julian Edelman. Um, so that's where I'm at. For me right now, the highest guy is Martavis Bryant. I know it's a risky play, but I like, I think it's less risky than Sammy Watkins and, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. And when I see this dude play, he's been reinstated. He's on that dynamic, uh, offense. He is just explosion factor extraordinaire. So I think Stag's back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so talking about Alshon Jeffrey a little bit, you know, projectable targets is pretty much my only concern. The rest of the guys, I like Martavis Bryant there. Uh, I'm also going to have to put in Devontae Adams as much as I don't like the guy's talent. I think the targets are going to keep coming his way. And he's got one of the best, you know, quarterbacks in the league who puts him in the place he needs to be. Um, for touchdown catches, he might be slightly touchdown dependent, but when it comes to touchdown dependent players, I'd rather have them have a great quarterback who puts them in great spots. Then, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, as soon as we start mentioning Demarius Thomas, we've got to start mentioning Emmanuel Sanders. They put up nearly the same numbers. Then I'm going to go to another tier. Uh, talk about Jarvis Landry, Terrell Pryor, Keenan Allen, because that's the area I think Julian Edelman and Alshon Jeffrey belong. Well, I think, I, I think we're, we're all over the board here, boys. So yeah. we, we have completely differing views because I think if you expanded over the next three tiers, all the players that we're talking about are there. I agree here. Let's, let's make this part easy. Martavis Bryant can be at the, at this next top level. Um, you know, then I'm looking at a Jarvis Landry and a Keenan Allen and a Terrell Pryor and a Deshaun Jackson. I'll throw his name into the mix too. And I also have a Pierre Garcon there and then your Emmanuel Sanders. And then further a little bit down uh, is where I have Edelman. So, um, so I think there's a lot of, we have, we have a lot of differences with a lot of the same players over, are these going to be in our tier four for some of us? And then for others, they're going to be in a tier six. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's fine. That's just part of the deal here. I'm I'm super. I mean, a couple of those guys you're you're higher on. I'm I'm a lot lower on. Allen being one of them. Maybe I'm wrong there. And Deshaun Jackson. I'm pretty. I got him pretty low. No, Deshaun Jackson. I think is uh, significantly few. You know, tears down because I just don't see how he's another guy who gets you know more than 110 or so targets in that offense. With all the other weapons, like oh, if yeah. I can't draw it up for a guy, even as talented as he is, like it's hard for me to put him up in the range of guys like Jarvis Landry, who I know should get targets, and Terrell Pryor. So, um, 
That, that's my thought on it. Well, let me and just I, say this. I, and this is the only thing I'll say. If you remember, I'm not – you guys remember uh, uh, D-Rex, you and the Doug Manica had labeled me the Deshaun guy because it was that, that one year when I called it right. I feel this is another right year. <laughs> I don't play him every year. It's in the right situation. And I think the pairing with Mike Evans and the young gun arm of a Jameis Winston is this in the first year in uh, on the team. He's one of those rare guys that just because of what he does better than anybody else, it's going to be on full display and in beautiful Tampa Bay. Well, I hope so. Well, let's, let's go to one, one question I have for you guys. One, I do not like Emmanuel Sanders. I'm just going to let you know that right now. I don't think he's – I think there's other guys ahead of him. But I'm looking at the live sheet. But, again, we'll figure that out. Um, but you guys like – both of you guys like a, um, a prior senior over a Crowder? Yes. In standard leagues, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um I got Crowder higher, but again, this is just where the next fifteen guys is subjective. It's it's not in the previous ten. This is just that's why the wide receivers are awesome. There's you have the guys and the ways you go. So well, um, not only that, Drex, but this also Sanders guy though. I like it. I like Pryor. I like Landry, but Sanders. I just I, 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 that quarter. I think Demarius can step it up, but. I just think they're going to be running a lot, and I don't know. I just the quarterback situation is not proven, so that this is the only team that we've got two wide receivers in. I'm not buying that. Well, we've got Martavis ahead of that. Okay, fair enough. But I'm buying that. Michael Crabtree. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so bad bad example. The third one. Um, anyway, I'm not in on Mango Sanders. If you guys are, Amen. Keep it there. Not sold on that guy. He'll be on none of my teams. I feel like he still goes higher than than he should. Uh, basically, with Emmanuel Sanders, is every game that Peyton Manning's not played as the quarterback there, he's put up nearly exact the same exact same numbers as Demarius Thomas. So if we like Demarius Thomas, we've got to sort of like Emmanuel Sanders, right? Can I be honest? I don't really like Demarius Thomas. <laughs> Let's go on. Though. All right. Not this year. It is what it is. So keep him there. If you guys both agree that he's there, so be it. Um, I'm not super high on Emmanuel. I can, I can put him in the next tier down below. I have no problem with I'm that. I'm just piling on names just because we've mentioned 20 of them, and then we'll figure out an order here in a second. Cool, cool. Amen, amen. I, I, I get that. Um the guy here that I think's got to be in here is Larry Fitz. He just gets it done. Um, Julian Edelman, I think, is in this mix, and Pierre Garçon. So that's where I would start this conversation. I've got Crowder there, but I, I get it. If you guys think Pryor's the man there, I, I, I like Pryor too. I think I think Pryor just has that more all-around upside. You know, Crowder is one of those guys that's like a lot of times we, we want to project a lot more onto a guy, and I think he's – going to do better just because he's going to get more looks but it's not like one of those ones where all of a sudden you're going to project him to become a 1400 yard receiver catching 110 passes you know that's just i don't see that i i I can see a nice improvement but you know uh, he's not that outside dominant wide receiver one cool i'm not going to disagree i i don't have the numbers here but i think i was surprised when I, i do have the numbers here i'm lying um I'm surprised. I was surprised on his touchdowns uh, last year 
Let me see. Where are you, old man? Good, 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 good. He had more touchdowns than I thought. Um, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm not seeing him. Oh, I know why. I'm looking back at the 2014 stats. Um, all right, so Crowder had a lot. He had seven touchdowns last year. That was the thing that I liked seeing. He actually is a touchdown guy. Where if with the departure of Deshaun and Pierre Garcon, he had 99 targets last year. You know, 847, but he had seven touchdowns. Even with Pryor coming in, there's something. There's one guy that's come in. I feel like he can do a thousand and eight touchdowns. Yeah, I, I just think that the touchdowns when Jordan Reed is healthy are going to be a little bit different. And, you know, with Samaje P. Ryan overall. So it, it just depends on how you project it. When Jordan Reed's in there, you know, he's a slightly different receiver. They ask him to do different things. And if you think he's going to be around all season, then it's hard to love the touchdown upside of a five foot nine receiver. I mean, in the red zone, size matters. That's just what it comes down to, and that's why I'm gonna go with Terrell Pryor over him. You know, a six foot four inch, two hundred and twenty plus guy who can run a four four forty. But Pryor's uh, all right. I, I, I'm so the the other thing is you got to remember with Crowder is where he was made a lot of hay too is that he was a return specialist also. So, you know, he always had the potential to give you a special teams uh, touchdown as well. So, I, you know, I, I understand I understand where you – that's what I'm saying. I can see where, where you want to project him up, but as Staggs is saying, at his size with what he does, it's not like you're going to put him into a different role in the offense. He still has that same role, and a lot of what he competes with is Jordan Reed, especially when, when he's healthy and on the field. Cool. Well, what do you guys want to do in here? I'm going to just shut up. I think all these guys are pretty interchangeable. I think maybe I like Devontae Adams more than Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and, it's just uh, real hard to move names around in here. Okay, I agree. That's why I didn't do it. We actually were going to put Alshon, uh, who's in here twice, uh, in Tier 3 while you were gone, but I didn't want to screw it up. So I guess it doesn't – it's fine where he's, he's fine. He, he, at the end of a tier, top of a tier, for Alshon, based on our discrepancies with him, he should be at the top of that next tier, not in that other tier. Cool. Agreed. And then we got Martavis Bryant. And then do you guys like anyone above Manuel Sanders? Just you know, I'll send my piece on it. Uh, moving Emmanuel Sanders down. Uh you know, the guys, I think it would be like Alshon Martavis. I probably like Paul Pryor more than I like Jarvis Landry in the standard league. Jarvis Landry, like he only had 8.2 targets per game from the time that J.J. really started to take over and run the ball. That's a little bit concerning for me. Um, rest of that. You know, the rest of the tier, I think, is all pretty close. I'd probably have Julian Edelman in a complete tier down with guys like Golden Tate, um, Golden Tate, Richard Matthews, you know, you know, Jamison Crowder, Steph Diggs, Cobb. I'm down with that. I, I, you know, I like Julian Edelman, great player for football, had a great season last year, but they added a lot of weapons. Gronk's back. 
it, there's it, it's just going to be a potpourri of, of of stuff happening for Tom Brady. But there's no way he's having 11, 1,200 yards, and and he didn't have many. He only had three TDs. That's the only reason why I think he can go up. Can't have more TDs, but there's just so much to go around that I'm not going to disagree with you on the Edelman side. All right. Anybody else you think you guys belong in this tier or else I'll read it off. So it looks like Alshon Jeffrey, um, Martavis Bryant, Terrell Pryor, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Adams, Larry Fitzgerald, Keenan Allen, and Emmanuel Sanders. I think the only guy who's really interesting to talk about, everybody loves to talk about him, is Keenan Allen. And when it all comes down to Keenan Allen is how much – you know, volume do you rate how much volume do you project to this guy and how much do you think the rookie wide receiver is going to get and do you think they're going to you know there's just a lot of mouths to feed and when you divvy it all up is there really enough for Keenan Allen to get you know 10 targets a game like he's gotten over the last couple years can I go first Keenan Allen is not in this tier in my opinion I know he's a good player, but he's for those reasons. I he's not in this tier. If Julian Edelman's not in this tier, the Keenan Allen's not in this tier because one guy's playing every year, every game, and has a lot of talents and a lot of balls to go around. Um, and I just I just don't see Keenan Allen in this tier. For me, I got Keenan Allen as my thirty fourth wide receiver. There's a lot of guys I've got ahead of him. I know he's a good player. Um, but I think a lot of that had to do with not that many awesome targets for Rivers around him, which now is totally inverted, uh, upside-down filter funnel. He's got so many weapons now. I think Keenan Allen is, is, is almost just like a mediocre player at this point, to be honest. All right, well, I, I don't think he's a mediocre player uh, at this time. I think he was uh, probably overvalued going into last year. Obviously, with the two years in a row of injury, you have to be absolutely concerned. Um, it's kind of like, uh, uh, he, I mean, he's put up huge numbers when he's been in there. Now, obviously we've seen a development of all these other wide receivers, uh, and Inman and, uh, Tyrell Williams, uh, with the, him being gone. Um, I'm not expecting him to have these 14, 16 catch games like he was having, but at the same time, I don't think that he becomes completely irrelevant. And I think that if you're talking about grabbing him where we're, putting him right now at the 25th wide receiver off the board. Um, you know, he's not a guy that if I'm waiting at this point in time where if I had gone other routes and I had, don't have a wide receiver to start with, I don't think I'm going to grab him as my wide receiver one just because of that injury risk. But if he ends up becoming, you know, if I went wide receiver, wide receiver, and he ends up being there and I go running back and he's there in the fourth round and I can fill out my third wide receiver spot with him, that's tremendous upside uh, and especially if you are in a PPR league. So I, I think it's it's really he's becomes value dependent. Are you reaching for him or are you getting him at a true value for what he's really worth? And, I, and I'm with you, D-Rex. He's not worth what people were making him out to be a couple years ago or last year. Yeah, and my thing is, is again, it's like they drafted a wide receiver with the seventh overall pick, and they still seem to want to get – uh, Gates records and get and he's got a rapport and a love with Rivers and 
They've got Hunter Henry, who's a badass. There's just something that tells me, even in PPR, you mentioned that he's good in PPR. I just don't see that. I just don't see. I think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a couple awesome games where there's Keenan games, and maybe all these wide receivers are gonna feel this. There's gonna be games for each of them, but I just don't see it consistent um, across the season. It'll be interesting to watch. But all of this is why I like Rivers. And all of this is why I think power and numbers team and a high-scoring offense team, San Diego, and I'm, I was surprised, like I said earlier in the show, that people in power rankings seem to think that – I keep saying San Diego, sorry, the L.A. Uh, Chargers are like a top 12 power rankings team this year. And I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Good team. They're a good team. They've kind of just like – really changed guard over the last two years and gone from the bottom of the barrel to, like, one of the better teams. So that's all I'll say. Let's move on. I think we talked a lot about wide receivers. Should we move on to um, let's hit the ne- Let's hit the next tier here because I think we mentioned a lot of guys who are going to start filling out this tier five, which is, like, um, which is like wide receiver 28 to 36, 37. So it's like, what are the last of the wide receiver threes? So some guys we've mentioned that I, I think belong here, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. So Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder, Golden Tate, Stephon Diggs, Randall Cobb, and Rashard Matthews. Probably also, I think right now, if you're getting towards the back end of the wide receiver threes, now I think you can start making the argument for Richard Matthews' teammate, you know, the highest drafted wide receiver of the year, um, and go Corey Davis also in this tier. Uh, is there anybody who stands out to you as you don't want? Because I think you guys are all going to now jump on Stephon Diggs and Randall Cobb. I'll probably fight you on Stephon Diggs, concede on Randall Cobb. Well, I'm going to go first, and then I'll go quick and let Houdini do his thing. Um, I got a Kevin White, Corey Coleman, Dante Moncrief. That's Those, those are the guys. And I, I, Calvin Benjamin a little bit too. But then the last guy I'll say who might be a guy that, that in, in the buzz is a plenty around the league on him right now is Devontae Parker. Um I, I like a Devonta Parker. So those are the guys I would mention right now. Devonta Parker, a lot of the guys from the draft uh, two years ago, wide receiver. Uh, Kevin White, Corey Coleman, or maybe, no, that's three years ago at this point. Two or th- no, two years ago. Kevin White, Corey Coleman, Devonta Parker, uh, and then your favorite guy, Dante Moncrief, Staggs. Again, this will be my only argument for you. And I like your call with Corey Davis. I agree with you. He deserves to be here. My thought with... Um, uh, Dante Moncrief, if you love Luck as much as you do and you think he's getting 40 touchdowns, you kind of got to like Moncrief. Yep. Uh, yes. <laughs> I like Moncrief here too. And I'll throw another name out um, because I'm with D-Rex. I'm with you on, on, on uh, Devontae Parker as well. Um, I am feeling in this area, Richard Matthews, I also think. So this is, again, where we start blending into all these different ones because – I think you can make a case here for uh, Jeremy Macklin, but a guy who I have a higher, stronger case for as long as he's healthy when season starts, give me Eric Decker. You want to talk about a guy who's just going to give you consistency? He doesn't have to deal with Brandon Marshall being there anymore. I know it's the Jets. I know they got a quagmire at quarterback, but at the same time, he's going to be the man. Yeah, I don't really have 
I don't hate Eric Decker there. So who who you guys see the tier? You guys see the names that are written: Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder, Golden Tate, Stephon Diggs, Randall Cobb, Richard Matthews, Corey Davis, Mike Wallace, Dante Moncrief, Devontae Parker. Who are the guys you want to pull out of this tier to write some of these guys in? Because I mean, I don't love Randall Cobb this season. So I think he'd be the first one I'd write off. Um, I agree with you on that. I'm not a big Randall Cobb fan at all, especially if you think that Devontae Adams is going to be doing what he's doing. For me, it's uh, for me, it's Diggs. Um, I'm a little worried about him. I think he belongs here, but at the bottom. And then the other guy I would say is I'm a bit higher. Let me just make double check my tears. I've got actually them right near each other, but hey, this looks good. This looks pretty good. Thanks. I tried. <laughs> um, all right. So that's going to be the end of that tier. We're going to go Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder, Golden Tate, Stefan Diggs, Richard Matthews, Corey Davis, Eric Decker, Mike Wallace, Dante Moncrease, and Devontae Parker. Uh, I think that's the end of the wide receivers for now. We'll see if we can get into anybody else a little bit later. But let's move on to tight ends. You yeah, know. I think I think we did wide receivers a hell of a lot of justice here. So let's let's make up ground on these other uh, on these other uh, positions. But, but actually, can I say one thing? Yeah, let me. I'll say is that I think Keenan Allen should be at the bottom of this tier. Wow, I do. We I know do. how you feel. Okay, and I'm not saying anything, uh, and I don't, I, but I also think a guy that's in here is Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, probably. I'm not going to fight too much with that. Yeah, I think Calvin Even if he is a 290-pound tight end right now. <laughs> like, you know what's funny also is I saw a stat that said how many top, and this is weird that I even promoting this guy and it was always Houdini's guy and I know you're done with him Houdini so you're probably like I don't want him here but I saw a great stat on Twitter from someone who said top 25 um, finishes over the last two years at wide receiver top 25 this isn't um, you know Stags your 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 top positional weeks you do 12 right this is top 25 Um, over the last two years uh, Calvin Benjamin's got three, and so does uh, the other guy out of Michigan. I'm, I'm spacing his name right now. Uh, Funches? Uh, yes, Funches. Both of them have three over the last two years. Top 25 weeks. and I'm So let's remove him. I'll shut up. He obviously is very good. <laughs> I, I think when we're talking about nearly wide receiver 40, Devin Funches at least should deserve some airtime there. Like, it's not like we're boasting him up or anything. And you like his touchdown upside. And, you know, if he can ever get his weight under control and just, you know, catch a little more of his targets, there's things that are going to come out for him. Um, let's let's clarify. You're talking about Benjamin. You said Funches. They're the same guy. <laughs> I agree. No, let's they're move not. On. But when I drafted Devin Funches when he came out in my 16-team league, you guys shat on me incessantly, and uh, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Funches is wrong. 
All right, we're good. Let's, let's go to tight ends. All right, so tier one, I think there's four players in consideration, maybe five or six if you make real, real hard, strong arguments. Or maybe you think there's one or two players that are head and shoulders above them. But let me just list a couple names. You can tell me how you have your tiers sort of shaped right now. Let's go Rob Gronkowski, Jordan Reed, Greg Olson, and Travis Kelsey in no particular order. Who you got as a top-tier player? Well, I got Gronkowski uh, as my number one. Kelsey is my number two. Greg Olson is my number three. And Jordan Reed, and, and maybe it's because of injury concerns or whatever, I actually have him as my number five. And the guy who I'm putting my backing on as coming back to the position is Jimmy Graham at number four. Yeah, and then for me, I've got Kelsey number one, Gronkowski two, Jordan Reed three. I think um, looking at this, I feel like maybe Jordan Reed needs to go into tier two. But um, I got Jimmy Graham four and Olsen five, Eifert six. Maybe Eifert needs to go down one. Um, again, this is tiers are maddening. Every time you go back and look at them, they, there's movement. Uh, but I'm going high on Kelsey, even if, even thinking that um, Smith's got one last year. I think he's got to go to his money man, and um, he left a lot of opportunities on the table for him. But understand that Gronkowski is bona fide number one. Uh, I think that says, though, Kelsey for us is the number two. And then Reed or Olsen or, or Graham, yeah, you like – I think, I, think like, we, I think we need to move into another tier for those guys. I think, I think, we, it, I think we leave we – leave, we can even – because if you want to make the arguments here, leave it Gronkowski and Kelsey in tier one, and then between Reed, Ols, and I'd have Reed probably at the top then of tier two with – and then you, however you want to do Olsen or Graham. I mean, I, I, I like Graham ahead of those both those guys, but you guys, you guys, you guys can make that call. Let me make a case for why Jordan Reed belongs as a Tier 1 tight end for you, and then we'll decide. Uh, so Jordan Reed, over the last you know two seasons, you know in PPR leagues, is averaging more points per game than Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. When you remove his you know two games in which he played 20, 20 or 15, 20 snaps, barely played last season, you remove those from his games, he scored the most points per game um, among tight ends in the league last year. He just belongs there. He does, we're talking about number of games missed for Reed and Gronk. They're, you know, very similar in the number of games that they've missed over the last, you know, two years. So when you take in all those things into consideration, I think Reed is a strong, strong tier one player. And, you know, we like all the other weapons and we think he's by far the best red zone weapon. We saw Kirk Cousins sort of touchdown rate fall last season. Jordan Reed is a guy who's going to help him get that back up and make that offense better. And when this offense revolves around him when he's in there, and I think that's very important because the Chiefs offense, you know, unfortunately, as much as it should, does not revolve around Travis Kelsey. I don't think the Chiefs offense revolves around much. Not... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying. I, 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 so go ahead and you can leave Jordan Reed then. You can leave him there. Again, I think for me it's more like I, it's that injury concern as well. It's that, it's that faith. So, but I, I would say at this point in time in his career, Greg Olson does not have as, as high of upside as he did four years ago. So uh, I'm fine with uh, Reed being there. I'd actually have Jimmy Graham next and then Greg Olson, but um, I think you can make an argument either which way on that. I think next year when Greg Olson has a thousand yards, he'll be the first wide receiver or tight end ever to have 3,000 yards seasons in a row. Um, so I, I'm fine with this tier two, and I like your points on uh, Reed. I, I I agree. I think if the guy plays 16, he's right there. But I think Olsen's career – now nah, let's just keep him in tier two. But doesn't Olsen kind of his career just warn him to be in tier one? If re, No? No, I, I don't think so. Just because – I mean, if we're planning for, you know, the – upside and what players can do in the future and how they can grow. We've also got to count on some decline because, you know, Greg Olson isn't the youngest tight end out there and they've added more weapons in the past game. We talked about how much we love Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel over the middle. How does that affect Greg Olson? Cause it's going to be a little bit different for him and the targets might not be there at such a high rate. And that could just affect him a little bit because he's never been a great touchdown scorer in the in the realm of, you know, Gronk and Jordan Reed and Jimmy Graham. And that's the concerning part. So the one thing that I would just say is that uh, to answer your question to you, Rex, based on history, we don't do tiers based on history. Every year is taken at its own its own merit. So I, I, I think you – it's it's when you're creating your tiers, you have to say, are you a guy who wants the guy who seems to play every week and I can count on and it's going to be steady, but, uh, or do I want the guy that is the higher ceiling potential, but I do have to take my lumps with him getting injured or at least being nicked up at least for uh, a couple games out of the year. I hear you. All I'll say with, with Olsen is I thought he was going to be, a decliner last year, and he was within, in standard leagues, within 10, 11 points of Kelsey at the top. The guy that was second was Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> if you put, um, you know, catches, he's into the mix. He's 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 always up at the top. He's doing 1,000-yard seasons. And I think I'm going to start thinking of Greg Olson the same way that I think of Drew Brees. Where, yeah, I think that decline's coming. It's on its way. And, yeah, I agree. Isn't Olsen going to be – he's like 32. Uh, but there's just something that seems to not be declining on the guy. And until it really does, which it had, didn't last year, he had – I mean, imagine – he only had three TDs. Imagine if he could have more TDs. But he had 1,000-yard season. I don't know. Let's move on. I just uh, – I, 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 I love an Olsen – and um, but I love a Graham. I love it all. So I think this works. Tier two. I love it all. I love it all. No, no regrets. Um, so the other guy here that I have, just as we're doing it, we we put tier two. So for tier three, Eifert is in the mix, right? Yeah, he's in the mix. I mean, just his ability to score touchdowns. You know, highly, highly up there for me. 
Um, let's read off. Yeah. Delaney Walker, Zach Ertz, and Martellus Bennett. I just put out five players that are there. Um, that's who I would say in the next tier for me. What about uh, Kyle Rudolph? I, I mentioned him. Okay. I, I'm not as high on Kyle Rudolph. I mean, so touchdown dependent. I'm, is he? Is he he's he's numbers again. Yeah, he had the most. Here's what I like about him. He didn't. He, he had a lot. He had more. He, seven touchdowns last year, but not too many. But it, he had the most targets, and that's why I like him. Obviously, Sam Bradford is still there. Look, so, I just say, look at his history, though. I mean, he's what was it? What was it the year before? Because he's been a guy that. I mean, the, last year's targets was a complete anomaly. He's never gotten anything looked looked that that much before. Yeah, but Sam Bradford and the coaching staff are all still in place. Like Sam Bradford has checked out on Charlie, right? Like if 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 Alex Smith isn't, it's Sam Bradford. So that's just like who else is he going to throw to if he wants to just get his completion rate up? Yeah, I agree. All right, I hear it. Factor. I mean, now we're talking about guys with question marks because Delaney Walker's got a lot more competition for targets. Tyler Eifert can't stay healthy. Zach Ertz has a lot more competition for targets than he had last year. Kyle Rudolph, not much has changed for Kyle Rudolph. Like, uh, when we're talking about all these guys in, in that scope, Martellus Bennett's going to have competition for targets. So, I pretty much agree with – what did I just say? I agree with D-Rex about all five of those guys that belong in this next tier. I have you under my power. Since <laughs> Donald Trump touched the orb, uh, my fantasy prowess has changed in your mind. The sun shines on a dog's ass every now and again. <laughs> so Tyler Eifert would be my number six. Any objections? No. No. Delaney Walker next or somebody else? Delaney Walker next. Misses games. He's still down. Okay, Delaney Walker. Um, Then I'd probably go against my tears. I'd probably go Kyle Rudolph next. You guys feeling that or no? Go go for it. I like uh, Hunter Henry. But again, I think all of my arguments on other players, there's so many miles to feed there that it's ridiculous. Um, Bennett going, hanging out with Aaron Rodgers, is he the, is he going to all of a sudden make – What do you Adam? think about Bennett? I, I, I think Bennett has a chance to, to be at his most productive than he's been. It's kind of why I would say that I would also be more down on Randall Cobb um, with Bennett okay. there. And, I mean, and look, look, I mean, Aaron Rodgers – when he had a healthy Jermichael Finley before he got hurt and his career ended, they were really starting to, to, to connect. Um, and, you know, tight ends have, have, have an ability to look, he's made Richard Rogers into a decent tight end over the last couple of seasons. So I really got to think yeah. that Marty's going to do really well. What about, would you do Zach Ertz or Martellus Bennett? I take Martellus Bennett just because of the offense. D-Rex? That one is neck and neck. It's a toss-up. But hold on. I got a question for you. Um, It's a toss-up for me. I mean, Ertz is three years running on the most frustrating person in the world. That's the biggest game (laughs) each year. 
Um, but it's just like you just don't get it over a season. So you're sitting there with a lot of duds. So I, I'm, I'm, I'd go Bennett. Okay. It's no problem. And then uh, I, I think that's the end of the tier for me. Um, Want to move on to the next tier real quick? Or? Yeah, let's move to the next tier. And, and I think in here, this is where I think a guy who I was super high on last year who I think is going to well overperform where he'll get taken is Kobe Fleener. Ooh, I'm not ready to go cleaner yet. Like he's close for me. He's close. He's right there. To be honest, he's my next guy. But that's if we put Hunter Henry in here. My my guys, I'm just gonna throw out four. Five, I'm gonna throw out five guys. Hunter Henry, I at the beginning of my tier three. We haven't put him in there. But again, maybe I need to move him down because there's so many mouths to feed. But if you're a rookie tight end, you can do what he did as a rookie and still have, and, 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 while still having Gates there as well, I think he's a special talent. Uh, then my tier four at number 12 is Kobe Fleener, Jack Doyle, Antonio Gates, and Eric Ebron. And Eric Ebron, I hate. I actually would never draft him, so I have to put him in him, but I he's like off the board for me. I'd rather have an Evan Ingram than a Ebron. Oh, boy. Uh- I, I don't think it would be the top. I'd go with Hunter Henry here. Do you have Hunter Henry close to this tier, Beanie? What's your tier I, like? I have I have Hunter Henry like four slot slots down, so that's fine. And he's, okay, he's so. the guy, but he's the guy that, that I'm high on as well. I like his upside. And again, you talk about the right quarterback to have for a young up and coming tight end. You don't get much better than Philip Rivers for what he's done with tight ends. What about the rest of your tier? Read that off again. So for me, I have uh, Fleener, Zach Ertz, Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, um, Jack Doyle. Okay, so we'd be looking at Eric Ebron. Um, we'd be looking at Jack Doyle. Uh, another guy I think belongs here, Antonio Gates. Is he in the same tier? Or Jason Witten, a guy who always in I think you saved them for the old man tier. Okay. Is there anybody else who belongs in this tier? Uh... Cameron Brates, Jared Cooks. I'm just throwing them out there. I don't believe so, but Austin Hooper. Tiers below on those guys. Me too. I don't. I can't make a compelling argument. You have a so Kobe Fleener. You guys both have in this tier. For me, here's what I'll do. I know Houdini likes him a little more than I do, but I think he's a smart enough guy, I hope. Uh, looks like a Neanderthal, but that if you love Drew Brees, then you got to kind of like him. And there were flashes after everyone's hatred uh, plenty uh, the first four or five weeks. There were flashes where he kind of started to seem to get it. And maybe... Maybe the guy just was in a in a bad spot learning a new system, you know, how reads are and playing with an unbelievable uh, quarterback like Drew Brees. Maybe he's going to get it. And if I was going to say of any of these guys that we're talking about right now that could finish top five, and I know you're like, oh, no way. It's on <laughs> Kobe Fleener. Whew. Okay, so Kobe Fleener's both here for both of you. He's my number 23 tight end, personally. Um, 
I think they gave him plenty of opportunities, and his opportunities were in line with his career stats, and he just didn't really do the things they wanted him to do. Now, if he could score more touchdowns at a slightly higher rate, then I think he could be you know, a 100-point scorer in a back-end, tight-end one. But, yeah, I probably need to move him up a couple spots in my tiers, so I'm not going to argue too much. All right, good deal. So what do we have a, a final on this now? So we got Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, Kobe Fleener. Yep. I think that's right, let's move over to uh the back over to the quarterback. I like the way that we went a bit deeper on the uh wide receiver and the uh, tight end here. I think that was smart because there was a lot of guys. Let's go back over to the quarterback and uh start talking about uh tier four. Um, and then we, I think what we can do there is let's try and motor a bit through the quarterbacks there, and then we let's go deep a bit on running backs, and then maybe we just uh, do a little salt bay top, topper for um, wide receiver and tight end. But I think that I think I think the show's going really on on point for me. Are you guys cool going back to quarterback? Yeah, I'll take quarterbacks for a minute, and then. Uh... We'll get to running backs just because we haven't really gotten too deep there. So I, I think we could do one or two more tiers at quarterback. And then you're probably at the back end of starters, like guys who have starting potential. I agree. Let's do a, let's do it quick. So um, we ended tier three with Roethlisberger, and we're going to tier four where Phillip Rivers is already there. I think Dalton's got to be included. Uh I like Dalton a lot, to be honest, um, this year. And then uh, Tyrod Taylor in the mix. For Tyrod, me, definitely in the mix. Carson Palmer's in the mix. I'm not high on Palmer, Stafford, but I get it. Stafford's in this mix. Yeah, Stafford's definitely in the mix. Palmer's probably a tear down for me. But uh, after Phillip Rivers, who would be the next quarterback you want to take on your tiers? One, two, three, go. Tyrod Taylor. Andy Dalton. Tyrod Taylor. So Tyrod Taylor, my next would after that would be Andy Dalton. Um, so I, I think that, that's a pretty good suggestion. I, yeah, that would be Matthew Stafford, then Andy Dalton. So I'm fine with Andy Dalton being there. Okay. So then we will go Matthew Stafford after Andy Dalton. And this is going to be funny to see once Archer gets in the mix. How these numbers sort of slightly change, what the variation is, um, you know, as of next week. So, what about? I, I think after, after Andy Golden, after Matthew Stafford, I think a guy like Eli Manning is got to be in the mix. I like a Wentz more than a Manning. Um, I like I more, more than a Manning. I didn't hear you, Stags. I said I didn't. I don't get the appeal of Carson Wentz really at all. I, I get it. You haven't. I, uh, I don't know how you can make the, the the call for Carson Wentz when you shot down my Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm going to well, go I, Eli Manning. I'm going to make the case here. Look, you got Odell Beckham, and you're giving him. Uh, you have you have a uh, um, uh, what was Sterling Shepard who was starting to show some signs of something, and now you're able to slot him back down even further because you bring in Brandon Marshall. Who you know, 
as much as uh, all the Jets players are saying they're happy to have that cancer out of the locker room, he makes an impact uh, catching balls in his first year. So I think uh, I like Eli in this in this uh, in this spot as well. Yeah. All right. Well, here's all I'll say about Eli. Didn't we all think Eli? I think all of us had Eli top ten at quarterback last year because he had he had they drafted Shepard and he had ODB. Where did Eli finish outside the twenty top twenty uh, and played all games? Um, it was horrible. I just worry about. I just don't. I'm just not buying into the Eli. Even with the more weapons, I just don't think he's fantasy dominant, and that's the only thing I'll say. Well, the one thing uh, I will say is this: for for a league where like high uh, yardage games equal major bonus points, Eli Manning over the years he's been a guy that uh, has given you some huge outburst games, win you weeks like in this league where it's ridiculous. So. I, I like the fact that he has that potential, and now that you gave him an extra 1,000-yard receiver, I like the potential. Of course. I agree. I, I won't do anything with that guy, but, I'm I, okay, I'm not going to disagree. He should be awesome. It just seems like he's not. Yeah, I mean, his touchdown numbers fell a little bit, you know, from the previous two seasons. If he just gets up to being a 30-touchdown passer again – you know, he's going to be a top 15, you know, passer and provide value. So I think that's definitely in the realm of possibilities. But I think that's a pretty good end to Tier 4. So Phillip Rivers, Tyrod Taylor, Andy Dalton, and Eli Manning. And then I think you could move into the fifth tier, which would be like players 19 to 23, 19 to 24. And they consist of guys like Carson Wentz. Blake Bortles, as much as you don't like him, Blake Bortles finished 14th at the quarterback position last year. I like, him there. I like him. I like him ahead of Eli Bortles. I agree with you. Uh, you got Flacco, Carson Palmer, Alex Smith in this zone, and that and that pretty much wraps it up. Like that's yeah. Carson Palmer, Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, and, and that sort of the end of the road for me at quarterback. Like if I don't have any of these guys as my starting quarterback in like a deep, deep league, I feel like I'm in trouble. Like Ryan Tannehill is a guy who's probably just outside of this for me. I don't really love Ryan Tannehill, even with, you know, a guy we really like and respect in Adam Gase. But if I don't get one of these guys, I'm, I feel like I'm in trouble trying to go with, I agree. I feel like I'm a mushroom sometimes while you're talking, but hopefully the uh, the main recording feels differently. Having a good time. Um, so, awesome. I think we're done with quarterback then. So, Stag Party, I'm going to run through the quarterback situation for us, and we're going to move on to running backs, and we, we could do a nice little push a half an hour on running backs, and then we'll do a, a little, maybe a round or two on uh, wide receiver and tight end and close this thing out. Um, basically, we've got at quarterback our tier one, and again, our collective tiers for pyro and our draft kit and on our website for pyro rankings and all that stuff, it's based 
it's not for preseason. It's based on us submitting our tiers and averaging out that. So right now we're just going through quickly, trying to have as much fantasy goo happen um, for you guys while discussing and talking through our tiers. And I actually think this has been awesome. Um, but quarterbacks, tier one, Aaron Rodgers is number one. Tom Brady, number two. Andrew Luck, number three. Drew Brees coming in at the fourth quarterback in tier one. Tier two is going to be Matt Ryan sitting at the top of that at number five. Russell Wilson's number six. Kirk Cousins is number seven. And Derek Carr's number eight. That is tier number two. I think a lot of us feel like that's an interchangeable tier. Uh, Tier number three at number nine, Marcus Mariota. Dak Prescott at 10, Cam Newton at 11, Jameis Winston at 12, and Ben Roethlisberger at 13. Now, tier 4 is going to be Phillip Rivers at 14, Tyrod Taylor at 15, Andy Dalton at 16, right? <laughs> Somebody's changing it. And Eli Manning at 17. Stag party. I love it. Um, and then tier number 5 is going to be 18 is going to be Blake Bortles, who's a guy that could surprise again. He's done it before. It could surprise. And number 19, Carson Palmer, same thing goes for him. If health happens and they had a bad kind of off season last year, if, 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 if everything's clicking and serendipitous, Carson Palmer, move him up. Uh, at number 20 is going to be Carson Wentz. I like him a lot more than that personally. I just do, but I get it. I understand. And then Joe Flacco is number 21 in Tier 5. We're not going to go any deeper than that there. Uh, let's go over to running back situation. Uh, and um, Stag Party, you jump into it and, um, and, and and get it going. Where do you want to take it from the end of Tier 3 at the 9 pick with JHI? I mean, I think Houdini mentioned a couple guys that were in my Tier uh, 4 or 5 range. He, you know earliest guy he mentioned was Lamar Miller, so we'll potentially get him out of the way. But the next guys I have are Todd Gurley, Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette, and then Lamar Miller. Um, Is there any of those guys you don't think belong in this next year? uh, Say it again. Todd Gurley, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. I hate that mother effort. He's he's done (laughs) Okay, but where do you rank him? (laughs) Where do I rank Carlos Hyde? I currently have Carlos Hyde as number 22. Okay, so you definitely don't think he's in this range, but I think he is a starting running back one if you go a little wide receiver heavy and you get him in the third, third round or so. I think he's a guy you need to look at. I mean, last year... Carlos Hyde in 13 games rushed for nearly 1,000 yards, scored nine touchdowns combined through the air uh, and on the ground, and now he's going to be in an offensive coordinator-friendly system that we've seen be successful, you know, running the ball. And we've seen players in his system get a substantial bump in year one. The only thing that's been wrong with Carlos Hyde over the last couple years is health. I mean, he's played, what, 20 of a possible 30 games over the last two years? But he's been a, above average as a rusher. That, that's all I got. 
All right, well, here's here's the downside. He plays for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, if you're asking me who I'd rather have, I'd definitely rather have Leonard Fournette. I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, I, what has Carlos Hyde is, – is, is Carlos Hyde ever a player that when you're looking at who you're playing this week and you do you go, oh, no, I'm going against Carlos Hyde this week? Never. So the guy does is 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 not going to give you the the huge JGI boom performance games. You got more of a chance for them being out of games. Um, he's a guy that that can't stay healthy, which means you're not going to stay in the league long. And I'm not hitching any type of a wagon to this guy, especially not this high for, with the draft pick. He's had three games over 20 fantasy points just last year. Those are pretty big boom games, if you ask me. I mean. Yeah, he didn't rush for 200 yards, but did he have three touchdown games last year? Yeah. Did he rush for 193 yards against one of the toughest running defenses in the league in the New York Jets? Yeah. Like, That's this guy was not skills. He, he basically almost did have 200 yards last year. I think Hyde get, gets a lot of hate, and it makes sense, because owners that had him, I'm not one of them, get burned by his injury. So I get it. I understand it. I play that game on players I've been burned by on the flip side. And guys, you're like, well, he's great. I'm like, I had it. It sucks. And you're never going to – when you get burned, you get burned. But Hyde, I like him. I don't think Joe Williams is going to come in and all of a sudden with the buzz and fantasy of Twitter zone, oh, yeah, he's going to be the greatest. It's Joe Williams' show. He's gonna be, no, Hyde is good. Can he stay healthy? We hope so. Well, but here's he, the one thing. Hold on, let me let me keep going. Go ahead. I really, I really actually like a hide, and I think he definitely belongs here where we're talking about. No question about that. Well, um, and then the last thing I'll say, and I the guys that I have here, I agree with you. Christian McCaffrey, I have ahead of Hyde. I have Gurley ahead of Hyde. A guy that I love, I mean Marshawn Lynch. Sorry, he's got to be here. I know he's been out of the league for a while, but Marshawn Lynch on that team and that offense, if you think that he's going to steal away so much from Derek Carr and all that stuff, uh, stag party, then you got to think Marshawn Lynch is going to have uh, in the same zone of touchdowns and performance of uh, um, Latavius Murray, and he had 12 touchdowns. So Lynch is in the zone. But I love a Christian McCaffrey, and I love a Fournette in here, and a guy that I have really close around this zone along with the, the, the players we already have here, are um, Mike Gillisley. I know there's a crowd of backfield there, but I just think he's going to rise to the top. I like that guy, that offense, that running back situation. And uh, Samaje Perrine are the other guy, is the only guy that I would say, if he gets the wide uh, running back one job on that offensive quasi-juggernaut of Washington, he's the rookie of the year. This year, he's got the best situation. And and I remember Stag Party early in the game when we were talking about Mixon being like, Dimaggio Perrine's my favorite running back in this class. He's my favorite. So your favorite running back in this class landed in the best friggin' situation of any running back. He wasn't my favorite running back, but he's my fifth running back. Like, well, give me a button beyond, like, the top. He was your favorite. Yeah. Uh, my favorite guy beyond the top four. Running back. Yeah. Um, so so I, I think it's a little high for P. Ryan. I think he's going to be in the back end RB2 range for me. Uh, other guys you mentioned that I definitely think belong. Marshawn Lynch belongs. Todd Gurley belongs. It's all about order. I think 
two other guys that I think you know strongly belong here are uh, Mark Ingram and Isaiah Crowell. Uh, you're going to say Adrian Peterson's going to take all the touchdowns, but hey, Tim Hightower took all the touchdowns last season. Mark Ingram was still a top 10 fantasy rusher. Hey, Alvin Kamara's going to take all the receptions. Hey, Travis Travars Cadet took all the receptions last year, and he still had, you know, 40 of them. So I like just Ingram's all-around game, and I think he's still the starting running back uh, on a very high-powered team to where he's in consideration. So beyond those other two guys, I think Lynch definitely belongs in sort of this tier range. But I'm also going to add in, you know, Isaiah Crowell and um, – and Mark Ingram. All right. You also got to add in Fat Eddie, who got in underweight. Uh, you know, if Marshawn Lynch was doing what he was doing, we don't believe, you know, Rawls has, has not proven that he could take that job. I know I'm the only one that's going to be uh, speaking up for Eddie Lacy besides uh, the person behind the buffet counter. But I'm telling you, if that offense, you're talking about where the dynamicism is, and if he can just be, be that 250-pound running back and stay there – it's going to do damage. You know, it's what they need in that red zone. And, and it's also going to make Russell Wilson more effective. So uh, I'm just throwing that out there. I agree with these other guys that you're throwing in there as well. So, but I, I, don't forget about fat Eddie. All right. I mean, I, I'd probably have Eddie Lacey a tier lower, but the, it's just nitpicking. What do you think, Derek or D-Rex? You think he's close there? You gave my name away. You've you blown my cover. Um, I don't like Fat Eddie at all. But I understand. I'm not right. There ain't no right. There's a guy that we don't have in here that I think's better than Fat Eddie, and that's for sure, and that's Tevin Coleman. I'm a big Tevin Coleman fan as well. I think he's carved himself out a nice part of the offense, regardless of uh, Freeman being ahead of him and staying healthy. And then, you know, the plus side there is if, God forbid, something does happen to Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman just has a, a huge boon. So you talk about a guy that, like, is the ultimate, like, handcuff or potential to just easily step in and, and have a huge outbreak, uh, that would be the guy. Yeah, I, I would have Tevin Coleman uh, a tier lower. I mean, we've talked about all these guys, and none of them, I think, are – backfield two guys uh i think we should end the tier like let's just read it off real quick if you don't if you think tevin coleman belongs over one of the two of these guys state your case but if not maybe we move on and put them in the next tier but would you put tevin coleman out of lamar miller todd Gurley, leonard fournette carlos hyde marshawn lynch isaiah Crowell, and mark ingram i'd put him ahead of ingram and I think I put him ahead of uh, Crowell just because of his his boom upside. I know that Crowell is one of those. The best, the reason why I'd also do it is because Crowell is a guy that's gonna he'll drop anyway. And and again, Crowell is giving you what he's giving you. Coleman gives you that potential that if something does happen to Freeman, that it's just unworldly. I agree with that. I mean, Tevin Coleman's gonna be in a world of touchdown regression. So if he's not scoring touchdowns at, at you know quite such a high rate. What is he going to be if he's carrying the ball, you know, a similar amount of time to last year? I know, but we get it. You, it I, I, I got to going to frame this under that you are 
so down on Atlanta this year that it's it's hard to to you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I get it. It's a different regression. It's always regression with these guys. It seems like, but I don't know. I mean, yes, touchdown regression, but he is as I said, carved him out such a nice part of the offense and the different things that they can do with him and Freeman. And again, for me, it's simply the fact that if something happens to Freeman, Coleman is steps right in. Yeah, and the only thing I'll say on that one is that Coleman missed uh, a couple games, which doesn't help anybody's argument for toughness. But uh, that's fine. Put him in the next one. It's all good. Uh for me, I like him more than Ingram just because of the Adrian Peterson factor. But, again, you hate the Falcons and you hate Adrian Peterson. So I, I get why you, you – Oh, yeah. I only have Atlanta, you know, scheduled for, you know, the fourth most touchdowns in the league this season. But, like, they scored at once every 35% of their plays. Like, like they're not going to be – the 2012-13 Broncos. Like, it's just not going to happen. Every team regresses when they have such an outlier season. Matt Ryan's touchdown rate was 7.1%, which is 2.5% higher than any other season of his career. Like, it's just such big numbers that they're going to fall back to earth. I hear you. Here's the only thing I'll say. For fantasy football owners that I think is important, again, you could be totally right, Stags. And I don't disagree. I don't think career career years comes down. But the fact that they lost that Super Bowl in that fashion, in that team, I don't think – I think they're – if they had won the Super Bowl, they would have been absolutely crap. I think they're so disheveled on what happened and they're beyond they're working their balls off. This is not a team that's like we we had our opus last year. This is a team like, holy fuck. Let's fuck this shit up this year and let's make some stuff happen. And I don't think Shanahan's departure all of a sudden turns that into a non starter. At all. Let me let because me let me kind of back you up. Let me kind of back you up a little bit because it's kind of to me like, you know, now it may not work. It may work the same way where they don't win a Super Bowl, right? But remember Buffalo, uh, the Bills uh, under Jim Kelly, uh, Don Beebe, uh, James Lofton, Andre Reid. Listen, these dudes in '91, and then what they did in '92, that was still a juggernaut offense for like year after year because they had. Thurman Thomas, you just had talent all over the field. That's what Atlanta has, talent all over the field. All over the field. Um, anyway, that that's the only reason why I'm not down on him. So let's go. Eddie Lacey, uh, you got him there. Um, okay, we, let's, try and, let's try and power through a little deeper into running backs. Um, and then I, want, I, I do want to touch upon – uh, late wide receivers and tight ends as well. So I like Spencer Ware there. Um, other guys, I mean, LeGarrette Blunt. I know that the, the argument is he's not, he can't do shit unless Belichick's breathing down his neck. But they're going to cut Ryan. And don't you kind of think LeGarrette Blunt's going to get a lot of play? In the Eagles? No, I think it's another backfield committee where LeGarrette Blunt's maybe their main running back, but he's still, you know, what, 30 years old, 
been around the league a couple times. I mean, do I think he's going to get 250 carries? No. Can I see him getting 220 carries? Sure. And getting touchdowns and being the touchdown guy? I can sort of see that, but I also think they're going to use some Wendell Smallwood, the young guy. I think they'll use some Darren Sproles in what could be his last year. And I I just think they'll use a lot of different running backs. They'll be an RB by BC. And if you also like Carson Wentz, like, are, are they going to throw it? Like, th- I, I just don't think this offense is that good. Like, they're a bottom half of the league-style offense. I, I, many, uh, I, I hear you, and let me just say one thing. How many carries do you think Crowell got last year? 210, but he also averaged, you know, 4.8 yards a carry. Which was a little less. Ingram, Ingram was 205. Spencer Ware was 214. So, like, I I'm, I don't think – there's no friggin' way that LeGarrette Blunt's going to have the touchdowns, even half as many this year. I agree. Okay. He's not going to have as much opportunity. But I think he's going to get, like you said, 215 carries, and that's top – you know, right now that's top 15. And then that's opportunity. And he's going to slip because everyone thinks the same thing we're thinking. Oh, he can't do shit. And I'm just going to say that for my buck, unless all of a sudden he looks great and people are talking about in Philadelphia, LeGarrette Blount, like he always does, he's going to slip and you should grab him. And if things do work out, you'll be fired up. And if they don't, you're not. it's not that big of a price to pay. All right, let, let, me, let me throw another name out here because I think that this one is, uh, is interesting. And it's not the name that you think I'm going to say. Uh, I'm talking Cincinnati Bengals. I think that Jeremy Hill has fallen so far out of favor that whether it's this tier or the, tier, the next tier, Joe Mixon has got to be in the mix because he has a legitimate chance to just take that whole position over. I think we're close. I don't know if he's in this tier. Uh, I, I think Christian McCaffrey is definitely in this tier, even in standard leagues. I know even you guys are higher on that than I am. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, so book it with that little white guy that was uh, spawned from Eddie McCaffrey. So the thing about Joe Mixon is like people are already just saying Jeremy Hill isn't going to get goal line carries, like. Why? That's the only thing Jeremy Hill does well. Inside the five-yard line in his career, he has scored 20 touchdowns on 39 attempts. The NFL league average is like 30% inside the five. Why are they going to take goal line carries away just because they're apparently pissed off at Jeremy Hill? Like, that's it. But they're not going to be pissed off at Joe Mixon? No, no, and I, and I don't agree with that argument at all. What I'm just saying is that the, you just keep looking at – let's look at Jeremy Hill's uh, yards per carry, and that's all you need to know to know that he's not he's not a guy that gets it really done. And, and Mixon has – he fell because of his off-the-field antics. And, you know, Marvin Lewis likes to be the reclamation project guy. So um, – I just look at Mixon as a high, high, high upside. Again, that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of projecting. I, I'm not saying he, I, whether he's in this tier or the next one. I think he's got to be in this decision here. And it's, I would rather be drafting him over Jeremy Hill. Uh, I understand Hill will give you more production in the first half of the season, but if I'm looking for overall impact and 
big game outputs that are really going to help you, I think Mixon has much better potential. I'm with Stag Party on this one. I think Hill is going to um, have a great season. He's going to go. His ADP is going to be terrific. Hey, Mixon might be the guy, but I think as things go, it's going to creep higher and higher. He's going to go at a at a heavy cost, and Hill is going to be a value city. And he's going to get that. He's going to. I think this offense is going to be a lot better. He's going to get that goal line, and I don't think they're done with him. I I, I really don't. So. But I, I love Mixon, too. And to be honest, in my tiers for this position, I have both in Tier 5. So I have Hill at the top of it at 24, and I have Mixon at uh, 30. Okay. So they're both right there. I, I was not advocating for Jeremy Hill at all. But I, I definitely think that he's just not going to up and disappear to give Joe Mixon a huge, huge role. I think Joe Mixon's the clear-cut, better running back on first and second down for this team. And and that's the real thing. I also think he's a very, you know, we know he's a great receiver, but when is Gio Bernard going to get back? Because I think that's still his role, third down and change of pace style running. But I also think he doesn't have much touchdown upside. And when you're just a first and second down back with no touchdown upside, overall you're more of a flex play than you are a you know running back too. That's just why he's not in this range for me. But you know Jeremy Hill, I've got like a running back forty, so I'm not at all advocating for Jeremy Hill. But you know some of the other guys I believe belong here now are Mike Gillisley, uh, Ty Montgomery. I mean, if we're talking about how Christian McCaffrey is going to be the motor of the offense and, and, you know, be the third down back and not carry it much on first and second down, how much do we think of that time Montgomery is going to be in a better offense that throws more? No, I think that's absolutely legitimate. And, um, and, I, and I like it. You know, the thing is that I worry a little bit I think for Ty Montgomery, it's actually it's a really good thing that they've added all the extra pieces, adding the Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett, who also is not just a receiving tight end, but also a good blocking tight end. I think that that really is going to uh, open some things up for him. Um, so, no, I definitely think Ty Montgomery deserves to be in this in this mix as well. Amen, fellas. Um, so... Ah, Montgomery scares the piss out of me. I'm gonna be honest. Where, 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 where are you guys thinking about um, Gore? What are we thinking about Amir Abdullah, Adrian Peterson? What are your thoughts on these I'm, guys? I'm definitely with you on Amir Abdullah here. This is one of those ones where you, you think about a guy who's looking to prove himself, has got a, a last chance here, uh, while there's not a ton of competition there, right? Uh, you, in in Theo Riddick is doing his own thing, but he's not what Amir Abdullah could and should be. Um, I look at, I love, I love the put up or shut up years. And especially when you're getting him at the value that he's coming at, he was so overdrafted as a rookie, everyone putting everything on him. He had a good little start then he gets hurt. Then you have last year, again, everyone projecting him to do this and he gets hurt. So the injury thing has been the, the biggest factor. He stays on the field. Good God. He's got a good chance in this offense to put up a lot of points. Yeah, I think Amir Abdullah is interesting here, and I also think you know Frank Gore belongs at the end of this tier. Um, 
just because of consistency, I don't know who's going to come in and take his position. Um, Dalvin Cook's also a guy who's going to be in consideration here. Um, you think he's a tier lower? I, I think the other rookies that we haven't mentioned, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, probably could slot in in the beginning of the next tier. Um and sort of start their own little rookie section. And then we've got to talk about Matt Forte, Bilal Powell, how we think that offense sort of splits it up. Um, and, you know, maybe even are we getting close to now Samaj P. Ryan again? I'm P. Ryan already, so you know where I'm standing. I think he's the number one on a, a power numbers top six offense in the league and there's just certain scenarios that we've seen over the past couple of years and in history past where players get dropped into the perfect situation and I think he's that guy this year. Um I you remember a year ago I loved friggin' Matt Jones. By week three that guy's career was over and I'm picking up uh Fat Rob and he's putting up some nice games. Put a guy that actually is a good running back in the situation, it's going to be pretty. Yeah. yeah I, I think he has the ability to catch and do more than he showed in college as well. So I'm excited to see what P. Ryan can do. I think he's got the ability to score touchdowns and carry a full load. So I, I think P. Ryan, Cook, um, and sort of Joe Mixon can all be in this next tier. Cool, I like it. So, so where are we at? Are we are we closing this tier out, or are we still trying to figure out who else goes in this tier? Because I know I see we got like rookie, rookie, rookie right now. Um, well, guys that are still around for me that I think we have. To the to it. There's only three guys in this tier right now. Yeah, so I'm Peterson as well. No, Houdini? Adrian yeah. Peterson? Yeah, I could, I would put Adrian Peterson in this tier. I think that that's absolutely okay. fair. Um, this is also where I'm starting to talk about my guy, Paul Perkins. Yeah, those guys would all be in my next tier, but it's nitpicking. I'd just rather have guys like, um, you know, the other side. Like, I'd rather have Matt Forte and... Okay, well, yeah, I but, have Matt Forte higher, so I'll go. I'll I'll say this. So I go Matt Forte, but see, but then I go Paul Perkins, and then I kind of sandwich it with Bilal Powell, like right after that. Um, yeah. Okay. I agree with that. That's your, uh, Doug Martin. Basically, go to New York, New York, New York. Is Doug Martin a crackhead and out of the league, or is he a guy that's the number one running back for a good offense? Well, I also don't remember. He's serving a three-game suspension, so I'm a little bit concerned about that. He's not going to be back by week one. Does a guy like Charles Sims or Jaquiz Rogers just up and take his job? I didn't I, To be honest, I didn't remember or know that he was gone for three weeks. You know, at the same time, though, I, I, I like – where you're able to get him this year, as long as you're drafting him as like your third running back, you know, that's a great position where you, you have potential upside. I know, I know that he could lose his job. Um, 
I think that the, the fact that they've added to that offense, though, with uh, you know the development of Braid, adding in Deshaun Jackson, I think that they've done enough that's really going to help the running game there too. Whoever it may be, whether it is Sims or Martin that comes out, you know, I don't know that they're one hundred percent sold on Sims. No, I definitely agree with that, especially when they drafted another third down style back in McNichols. Um, so there is some major questions there. Uh, but I, I think a, a good way to finish out the tiers, we've got Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Samaj AP, Ryan. We've got Matt Forte, LeGarrette Blunt, Adrian Peterson, Paul Perkins, and Bilal Powell. Is there anybody I missed in that tier that you guys were thinking about, talking about, had in mind? Yeah, I'm surprised we got those other two rookies ahead of Perrine, to be honest, for me. But um, Latavius Murray and C.J. Anderson, uh, and I guess – Cook being at the top of this, everyone thinks Latavius Murray is going to be. And we've got in a tier ahead. Okay, oh, amen, amen. Okay, I see it. You're right. Uh, Latavius Murray, though, you guys think that Cook is coming in with a Zimmer and this team, who are probably false, um, falsely feel like they're a contender. I feel like uh, Zimmer is the kind of guy that's going to slowly get brought into the Dalvin Cook zone. I know they went high on him second round, but I, I think Latavius Murray, I'd, I'd, I'd put him, you got to put him there. No, I think, I think he needs to be in this, in this below, but he's in that zone. No, you're 100% right. He needs to be in this area. Um, but, again, if I'm, when I'm looking at it, like, again, when I'm looking at the Jeremy Hill, Joe Mixon, if I'm looking at Dalvin Cook and I'm looking at Latavius Murray, i I'd rather take my chances with the young upside versus that veteran who has a chance to lose that job by week six, seven. Cool. And I agree. And I got Cook ranked two players ahead of uh, Murray and another tier. I've got uh, Cook in five and Murray in, in, in six. So makes sense. I just want to make sure. I mean, this is a guy that uh, it, it should be up there. So let's uh, let's let's go. Cruise through some more running backs here, and then we'll move over back over to a little bit of wide receiver and close it out. Let's try and shut this thing down within the next half hour. Yeah, I think Theo Riddick needs to be in consideration here. Jonathan Stewart, because, hey, sorry to tell you guys, but Jonathan Stewart's still probably going to get 180 to 200 carries ahead of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, he's a good fucking player. And they love him there. Kareem Hunt, another rookie running back. Um, what is his role? They are just loving him so far in Kansas City. They think he's, you know, sort of type of do it all back that is going to provide a compliment or potentially be more than a compliment to Spencer Ware. So he's a guy I definitely think belongs there. Um, probably now we're also in the territory of Derrick Henry and the elite sort of handcuffs. Uh, guys like C.J. Procise, who could have a role as a running back, third down receiver, things along those lines, you know. And then we're gonna get to you know Danny Woodhead. What about the Baltimore backfield? Do we do anything with those what? guys? Who's the top guy for you? Terrence West. Terrence West. West is still the guy. I think Derrick Henry needs to be in this uh, tier as well. Yep. Okay. Got Henry. Yeah, I agree. I like. I like where we're going with this. West is in the zone. This is a, basically everyone we've just put in here 
I've got Lacey in this zone and CJ Anderson, but they're already ahead. So I love it. I, think Gio, I love it. I think Gio Bernard also belongs here. No yeah. way. No way. Dude, he's injured. ACL is coming off of He's going to maybe play eight games this year. You gotta get off. You gotta get off the Bernard thing. He's a good player, but he's he's injured. His game is fucked. Like we've never seen players come back from ACL injuries and provide value. Yeah, but, that, yes. but they didn't draft yes. Joe Mixon yes. not to 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 rush Geo back, and so I think Mixon really is that. That's why I really like Mixon. I think he just has on dual sides. He's got opportunities. Okay. My worry, my only worry with, with Bernard is he's not running, he's not playing. I'm not saying he's not running. He's not practicing. He's not with the team. He's like the quintessential. He's he's last year's Jamal Charles. We were like, oh, okay, he's on a treadmill running. It looks good, and doesn't happen. So honestly, I just feel like if you love Bernard, amen. But with them grabbing Mixon. There's a reason. He, he he's 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 gonna be put on the back burner. And right now he's fucked and injured. Yeah, I, I think Jeremy Hill's much more on the back burner than Gio Bernard. But yep. Um other guys who we could add into that tier, I, I think are Duke Johnson as much as you don't like him. Um Danny Woodhead we've got Terrence West, but I still think Danny Woodhead's gonna have a role. Uh, other guys that you like there, I mean, we're getting in the area of Rob Kelly, Doug Martin, Marlon Mack. Uh, so I think we could pretty much end out, you know, running backs right now. What do you guys feel about that? I'm fine with that. I'm still putting my two cents, and I know you, you disagree, but I would put Marlon Mack right behind Kareem Hunt. Uh, just on the upside, I like Derrick Henry. Procise, it seems like they're really fired up to get him going on. But just the upside, if Marlon Mack is awesome and he comes into the Colts situation, and I know we like Gore, I'm a big fan, I'm a Niner fan, I love Gore. But if he's just like a complete badass, they're going to give him a lot of opportunity. And I would I would roll the dice on a Marlon Mack over pretty much everyone in this tier. Um, and that's that's just what I would say. So I would put a Marlon Mack in this tier if we're going to put a Kareem Hunt because I think both those guys are the same what-if situation. Marlon Mack uh, is, looks like an athletic stud, looks like a good runner to me. I know you don't like him, Stags, but that situation's perfect. Um, that's, that, that's, all, that's all I'll say. I'll shut up. Let's move on. All right, so let's let's – should we move on to wide receiver then at this point and, and add another tier or two here and then and then close out with the another one or two on, on tight ends? Let's go to tight ends. Uh, we'll do one or two more tiers there quickly just because I think it's easier and more clear. And then we'll circle back to wide receiver if that's cool with you. Right on. Let's do it. All right, so at tight end, you know, our last guy was basically Kobe Fleener. I think guys like C.J. Fedorowicz, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, Zach Miller, Julius Thomas, you know, upside guys like Cameron Bright. 
And then upside guys like Vance McDonald and David Njoku and, you know, Austin Hooper. I think they're all in this range. So maybe it's a tier of old guys and a tier of these first or second year players who could take a step forward. What do you guys think? I, I think it's all I, one tier at this point. Is it all streamable tight ends? I think well, I think that you do have a lot of streamable tight ends, but at this point in time, you, I look for higher upside. So I, I don't want the old guys. I don't want the Wittens. Um, I, I don't want those guys. I want I want OJ Howard. I, I want I want I want Njoku. I want I want to take a chance on the guys that have the pop. Uh, and I know normally we don't see it out of the first year tight ends, but I think those two guys have a good opportunity to to make an impact right away. The gleam. Wow. Rookie fever is strong. Like, how do we see Njoku getting it done? I mean, yeah, we can see the targets there for him, but is he going to be effective with one of these quarterbacks? Uh, you know, what about OJ Howard? Like, the down, like, OJ Howard could just not see targets. Like, Brake could start over him, and then if we think they're going to run, you know, two wide receiver sets all the time and run two tight end sets, so Njoku sees the field with Brake, or are they going to run three wide receiver sets and get Deshaun and, you know, Chris Godwin out there and Ho- Howard sometimes? You know, that that's the thing that worries me about Howard. Howard's just in a much more, you know, crowded offense and Joku would think they could see 100 100 targets but that's why I like Howard because Howard is a guy that's not going to be where defenses are focusing on him at all so he as an immense talent gets kind of to work under the radar where if he was on a different team he would might get more attention paid to him and really becomes harder for him to start out um, uh, as a rookie making impact plays and I think that you you're right. You know, I'm not expecting Howard in the beginning to be out there as a starter. I think he's probably only going to get maybe 20, 30 percent of offensive snaps. But he's a guy that has such amazing talent that all of a sudden he does something on on five on four, four targets in a game. And then he's going to get six targets the next game. And then if he produces, it's one of those things. He's he's such the potential for outburst. Uh, and, and has ultimate protection with other weapons around him that it, it could be very interesting. For me, I'm uh, I, uh, that's that's the guy I just don't know where to place. I think I'm going to go for him too low, OJ Howard. I know right now I've got him at uh, 25, probably a little bit too low. But the guy, the player that I'm going to go that's a rookie at the wide receiver position, Evan Ingram, I'm going to roll my dice on him. I think he's a wide receiver. I think he's going to just be that one guy that's kind of forgotten because no one that's a tight end does shit when they're a rookie and they've got so many other weapons. But there's just something that tells me he's going to be the forgotten guy. And he's a wide receiver in my opinion. So I've got him at 17. But who who knows? <clears throat> God, second sneeze. Sorry, I tried to <laughs> I tried to mute it. Um, we've all got allergies. Anyway, I, I don't know. Out of those, I think Evan Ingram out of the rookies is, is my guy. Yeah, I, 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 I think an argument can be made. I mean, I think that's where, you know, it's interesting. Again, I, I'm just saying if I'm looking at taking a Jason Witten, we're talking about, 
tight end, what are we talking here? 16, 17, 18? Um, at this point in time, you're not picking a guy to start for you. So you're, you're picking up uh, if you're, if you're going to back yourself up with a bench player. So at that point, that's where I just like some of the upside of, of these other guys over the older guys. So I would go more for like a Vance McDonald. Um, Julius Thomas has just not proven to be anything that's like super, super exciting. I like maybe the potential of how Austin Hooper really could take a, a step forward in his second second year. You know, he didn't get a ton of looks last year, but he was always making big plays. So that's where I'm – when I'm taking tight ends at this point, I want as much upside as possible. Otherwise, I'm just going to pick them up off the waiver wire each week. Yeah, that's pretty all- I think C.J. Fedorowicz belongs a little bit higher than any of those guys, especially if they just keep feeding him like they did last year. Uh, Jason Witten, you know, we know he's going to be, you know, good. I don't know that any other of these rookie tight ends are going to see 100 targets. Zach Miller, you know, he's, he should be good for targets because I don't think Adam Shaheen is going to come in from day one and be an impact um, but yeah, I think the other three rookies are all in this tier and, and, and that's pretty much it, but I, I think let's wrap up the tight ends. That's fine. But here's what I'm going to say about Fedorowicz. I think Fedorowicz was completely a product of Brock Osweiler's suckiness last year. Um, I think Fedorowicz to me is going to be a enormous downgrade and a huge boss this year. I'm not saying people are going high on him, but I just do not think that he's a good tight end. I think he just had a good season. Well, we're going to have uh, to see what Deshaun Watson, how that how that really changes things. You know, because, again, you're right. Brock Osler was making the underneath throws. Um, those are the only throws that he could complete. Uh, whether it was Fedorowicz in there or Griffin, they were, they were getting a lot of looks at the tight ends. I like Ryan Griffin with Watson. Great. What teams he play on? He's not on them anymore. <laughs> what team is he on? I think he's still a free agent. Like, all right, fair enough. CJ Fedora hat. I'm just gonna tell you, he's he's that story that he's not gonna be a good player. Whether I'm right or wrong, I'm right. You watch <laughs> that first up. It's a doozy. I was gonna make you pay. <laughs> yeah. True. All right, let's move on. We're going back over to the wide receivers for a little bit, and then we're going to close this party out quickly. I don't know if the audio sounded shitty. I only did uh, a couple of, uh, um, of the uh, Borat soundtracks because everyone on the uh, chat was saying it sounds like shit. We're going to do a couple more. <laughs> but the music was good old Johnny Cash. Opener, when the man comes around, awesome stuff. Uh, some of his late music uh, that he did with Rick Rubin, awesome, amazing. And we're going to close it out with, sadly enough, um, a, a cover of, of Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. We haven't been bringing up side stories, which is great because there's just so much shit happening in the world right now that we would just be able to do a whole show on that but chris cornell huge part of my life soundgarden one of my favorite bands of all time bad motor finger probably top 10 album i've ever listened to in total number chris cornell whatever was going through your mind we wish you the best uh we're gonna miss you 
That's that. Next, wide receivers. All right, let's just get uh, quickly one or two more tiers here. Um, so, Fair enough. so for me, I, I'm into now. You're into for me, Marvin Jones. Um, do we have Mike Wallace already? No. Yes, we got Mike Wallace. I thought we did. I thought we did. Um, we did. You know, this is, this is where also, like, the big arguments over, like, a guy like Tyreek Hill. Uh, is this about where he's coming in? Um, what about, like, Jordan Matthews, uh, Cameron Meredith? And where, where that, that's kind of where I'm at around with these guys. What about you guys? I'm uh, Kevin, Kevin White's got to be here. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys have Meredith over at Kevin White? Yes. Yes, for right now. Absolutely. I mean – I understand. I understand. The injury thing, like, it, I understand. I understand. like the injuries just like he disappeared again right now. Like nobody can tell you where he's at in his rehab right now. I understand. Yeah, and, okay. and the other problem is he's not done anything when he was on the field that makes you go, oh, wow, I can't wait till that comes back. It's been like, where, where's the guy that was doing all this crazy stuff in the underwear Olympics and putting up these ridiculous athletic numbers? And I worry about a guy that's pure athleticism two years in a row of injuries. I kind of disagree with what you say there. I felt like when he in the in the literally a game and in, in the five quarters he's played since he's drafted, he kind of looked sweet. But there's no there's no two lower body has, injuries, D Rex. Two okay. lower body injuries. On a guy that's that's all athleticism, I'm worried. That's what I'm, all I'm saying. I agree. I've been talking about injuries, and this guy's the uh, the poster child for it. So I'm with you. So um, he, Corey Coleman. Yeah, Corey Coleman's probably in this range. Do we all have Tyree Kill down this low? Because in ADP, you know, he's a top 25, 26 pick. Is he just a guy that we're not going to have any Tyreek Hill? Probably. Absolutely. He's in my 40s. Yeah, he's absolutely – he's nowhere near, to be honest. I agree with Houdini. Uh, he's so low for me, and he's going so high. Tyreek Hill, I mean, I'm looking I also at think like a guy like Adam Thielen belongs here. Cool. Can I can I throw a quick shout out here for uh, uh, for Tyreek Hill? Uh, also, another sad thing. Uh, another great uh, person passed away. Passed away on stage. Colonel Bruce Hampton, um, uh, the Aquarium Rescue Unit, who I saw them open for Fish in 1991 at the Cabaret Metro. Uh, they had a song, and this is for Tyreek Hill. It's nothing but a gimmick. <laughs> um. So some other guys, Adam Thielen, Rashad Perriman, Robert Woods, Kenny Britt, uh, Tyrell Williams, Corey Coleman, um, Josh Dotson. Is he on anybody's radar at this point or lower? I, I got to see it before I get fired up on him. I know it seems like he's moving around quickly and he's a good player, but I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm. You guys are so high on Pryor, and we're so high on Crowder. That means Doxson, he's not there yet. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, they did have nearly 3,000-yard receivers and Jordan Reed last year, but is that something that's likely to happen again? Absolutely not. Uh, other guys that are going to be in this range for me, you know, we're going to talk, now we're going to get into the rookie, other rookie wide receivers, the Zay Jones and the Mike Williams, and Mike Williams is missing training camp with the back injury already. And what's his overall targets going to look like? Um you know, with so many mouths to feed in that offense. So that's sort of where I'm at. Do you guys, anybody who needs yeah, mentioned? Is, is not on our uh, list. I think we missed out on him. Uh, I thought I put him in. But okay. Yep, missed him. I like the Jordan Matthews. Um, I, I liked what you said earlier about, oh, you put Thielen in there, okay. Um Robert Woods, you got in. Okay, I'm I'm look, I'm getting caught up. I'm getting caught up. Um, yeah, I, I feel like everything's pretty sound here. Is Brandon uh, Brandon Marshall? You already got him. Okay, hang on. I'll just uh, I'll shut up. Seems like you're ahead of the game. Zay Jones, yeah, you just did it. All right. Uh, that that's about it. Like, okay, John Brown is probably the only guy left. That people want to know about John Brown. I think we're pretty good. The only guy that I could see being a sleeper, really no one. I'm looking down my tears. No, I like what we've done here. Sanu? Uh, yeah, he's probably a tier away from me. Like, I'd probably have Ted Ginn ahead of him. Marquise Lee, oh Quincy and Nunwa probably needs to be in here. That's who I was oh, going to bring up. That's who I was going to bring up. Quincy and Nunwa is the guy that I'm going to have on every one of my teams this year. Uh, grabbing him so low, he is going to be the heart and soul uh, for for the uh, for the Jets passing game. I, I know I'm, I said Eric Decker earlier, and I like Eric Decker, but I think Nunwa just because. He was initially a halfback. I mean, they, they use him in so many different formations. And without Brandon Marshall there, I think he'll finally really be able to shine. Big a guy. Halfback. Yeah, he was initially he was initially uh he was not a wide receiver when he came out. He was a one of those uh, uh, H backs. Halfback and H back are different things, Steve. No, no, I'm sorry. He was, he was an H he was an H back and then they became the wide receiver. <laughs> You want to take me to school here in three hours, one minute, and 15 seconds? Come on. Come on. Come for a dollar. I love a Quincy and Nunwa, and I, he would be, I couldn't agree more. But there is no question in my mind that that guy will be on every single one of my fantasy football teams, and something tells me he will be the wide receiver one on the Jets. What that means it's not the greatest thing ever, but when it's a value pick versus the ADP that you're going to get him, he's going to be a guy that I'm thinking by midseason, Terrell Williams and other players in the past, where you're going to be playing him and be like, I feel good about this. I feel good about a seven catches. I feel good about a 75 to 125 yards. I feel good about a touchdown every week or three. And he's going to be that guy that you can get late that you're actually playing at, 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 either a, at either a wide receiver three, you're playing him at a flex, whatever. I like I like Quincy Inouye, that Nunway. That guy's going to be good. 
let's go give it what what you want. I think we're we've gone through the show. It's three hours. I think we did a good job talking through stuff. Any last guys you think we missed? Stag party? Any uh any last No, we're good. sleepers and busts, I'm sure, here in the next couple weeks where we can go a little bit deeper and pick guys in the seventy five to hundred and twenty range at their positions, but today is not the day. All right, stag party, quickly, as quick as you can. Tell us, you've been working hard as balls on our draft kit as you close out. What's going to be, uh, what's going on with the draft kit? What are you, uh, when, when's this thing coming out? What can we expect? Do a quick uh, 30 to 50 second overview of it. We gotta, we're terrible at promoting our shit, but it'll be out in June. That's all I got. It'll be out in June. That's all you got. You can't get more than that. Uh, like, I, it's been a long day. Uh, like, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Everybody's pitching in and doing their part, but still got a lot more work to do. we got to get our ranks in and get everything set up and make it pretty for the people. We're taking, we're taking it always to the next level, D-Rex. It's, never, it's always going to be better than the year before. Count on it. He's going to be sick. I figured the little guy would, uh, would get fired up and give a little eloquence to it. But Stag Party, you are the man. That draft kit is a beast. You... And friggin' the Archer are killing it. A lot of stuff. It's been a great off season for us, but turning up the dials. Here's what I'm gonna say to you guys. We're closing this songs out with uh, friggin' um, Rusty Cage, Soundgarden by Johnny Cash. Here's what I'll say. Houdini, welcome back. Love you, brother. You're the man. Stag party. Love you as well. Let you just. We're, you just drove there and back to New Orleans and had a nice New Orleans weekend. Everyone, let's Padre. You wired me awake and hit me with a hand broken You tied my lead wool on my chain to watch my blood begin to pour. But I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage. Too cold to start a fire, I'm burning, you're so burning, dinosaur bone. I'll take the river down to Stillwater and ride a pack of dogs. I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break my, Break my rusty cage. When the forest burns along the road, like 